Thor he is. So we're going to talk about winter flying and how we had to adapt to winter flying. That sounds like a, like a fun topic. Uh, anybody else that's out there that's in the chat, if you want to uh, chime in, you're more than welcome to. If you want to be on the panel, uh, let us know. We'll drop in the uh, ID and passcode, and you can just hang with us and talk with us on the panel. I mean, it's really awesome. Um, let's go ahead and start with uh, PPG Lear, L-E-A-R.com. Uh, you have been doing some flying over the winter. What what have you had to do to uh, to, to to make it happen? I mean, um, snowmobile suits and winter masks, heated gloves. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so yeah. Hi guys. Hi everybody. Uh, on Monday night here. Um, so how we changed is I do fly both foot launch and trike. So for the winter time, I have parked the foot launch and got out the trike and we have a runway in our front yard in the winter time so we can fly and uh, the trike makes it a lot easier when you're trying to land on ice also when you're wearing all the bulky gear you really don't have to worry about you know running with it so we can wear our bigger boots and warmer clothes um will got led me into a direction of a flight suit that was a five layer flight suit made by blue sky blue and at 20 degrees, that was when I, the only time I've flown with it so far, uh, it kept me really warm. So I was pretty happy with that. When you say um, a flight suit, what exactly is it? Like a snowmobile suit or actually a flight suit? No, it's a uh, suit that's made up of uh, five different layers. This one is. Um, it's made specifically for the paramotoring community and also probably paragliding community. Um, but it is a one piece, so it looks like a snowmobile suit um, suit that you put on, zip up. But the nice things about it is that it has like an internal uh, sleeve that you put your thumb through. So your sleeve covers your wrist when you have gloves on. You don't have that gap between the flight suit and your glove. And um, But we also use heated gloves that we got from uh, Motion Heat out of uh, Canada. Um, let's see, what else? do we use um any that's about special it. any special type of boots or socks i just use a good pair of boots i use just basic socks so my feet aren't uh squished in them um but that's how we keep warm the coldest that we have flown in is minus two fahrenheit and um the that was a cold flight and it's just because you do have that air going on you um so but yeah, there's the Blue Sky Blue website, and you can see all the different suits. So, um, but it was a very well uh, worth investment, I will say. And you said yours was a five layer? Mine was a five layer, and I'm trying to see. Right there, the, five, the atmosphere five layer. Yep. So... And that one keeps you extremely warm. Um, when you got it, the size, uh, did, it, did it fit like you thought it was going to fit? Or is it bigger or smaller than you thought? So you do he, okay, so you place your order. Then he sends you an email with all of the, um, he has a lot of questions to ask what you're using it for, um, you know, what your size is, you know, but then 
I sent him that email. Then probably within 12 hours, he actually physically called me. Now this is over in the UK. He physically called me and um, wanted to get a bit more information. And I told him, um, and he said, okay, I have one in stock. I will mail it out tomorrow. So this was a Saturday morning, his time, he called me. By Saturday afternoon, he sent it out. And believe it or not, I got it the next Tuesday, three days from the UK. Wow. And his shipping was reasonable. The suit, I feel, was reasonable. Of course, you can't put a price on comfort. You want to be comfortable. That's true. Um, but it, it, it was a very well-built suit. So would you since now you said that you're flying your uh, trike over the winter time so you can add your boots and your suit yep. and stuff like that. Um, if you were to use your five layer flight suit, could you go up in a foot launch? Yes. Or yes. you could. Yep. And also this has like you can open up zippers to allow air to come through um the suit so if you get hot you can you know zip it down in different areas to get uh heat or get cool air coming through and i would say that this thing at 50 degrees you might be hot but you know you'll be able to use it in a 50 degree day you know because a lot of people will just wear you know maybe jeans or snow pants but it's made out of that cadora and that is kind of slippery so it's easy to put on a paramotor and stuff like that that sounds really interesting i might have to uh, look into that i appreciate that um any other like um heated gloves or vests heated or anything gloves. Or we use the heated gloves i use the uh uh ones that i mentioned that motion heat um mm -hmm. and they make a 12 volt and i do believe a 16 volt um version i only have the 12 volt version but i am going to hardwire in the gloves into a spot for my battery so i can I don't have to use the batteries. Um, and then I use a over or a shell glove over that. And that that is just a glove that I found that uh, Carhartt makes and it fits very well. Um, a lot of people don't like gloves because of the fact that they don't like the fact they can't feel their brakes. But as crazy as it sounds, you do get used to that. So yeah, during the wintertime, I always fly with gloves and I just, I have no problems with it. it it's yep. just no big deal. So then, uh, the only other thing we have is uh, ski goggles. We wear ski goggles when we go and we wear a, um, we don't wear the pastry, but we wear a baklava, baklava. Belaklava. Belaklava. And that covers our nose and our, you know, so you don't have exposed skin because at 20 degrees, exposed skin can get uh, frostbite fairly quick. Um, so we just cover our face. And what was Very the coldest cold. that you said that you normally fly up in Wisconsin? Normally fly? Yeah. <laughs> uh, preferably it would be 70. But uh, in the wintertime, anything above 15 is, is all right. We're okay. The okay. coldest I did was two below. And that was, uh, that was up. I did my lap and I landed. It was, it was cold. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think 29 degrees was my coldest. I didn't have a flight suit like you had. Um, my gloves are not the best in the world, but they do keep you warm. But the, uh, the wind def definitely blows through them. What was that Carhartt um, over glove that you 
Use uh, it's made by Carhartt Extreme, and um, it's it's made of the Kodora material again because that really stops the air, so you don't get a lot of that cold wind blowing through and blowing the heat off of your glove or blowing the heat off of you know that your skin is trying to retain it doesn't blow right. that heat off so um but it was just a, a carhartt brand and it was their extreme version and it's just a, a, a glove so yeah that's always been my issue the gloves uh, are warm on the ground but as soon as i go flying that 25 mile an hour just freezes yep. my hands really really quick yeah so you know as i said then we use um uh ski goggles you know for the eyes and uh everything else kind of stays warm you know and a lot of people i've heard people say oh i would never try in the winter time because you are like trapping that air in i just can't help it we fly in such cold climates that we have to dress up that way and it's hard to run with all that gear um Plus we are on ice. We are on a shiny layer of ice. And I did try to foot launch once. Um, taking off was okay. Landing was, it was crazy, but uh, no broken stuff. So um, yeah, you just can't really land. So that's another thing to think about guys is trikes are not for old men, but uh, for winter time when you bundled up and you want to go fly when it's 15 degrees out and, uh, and, and you're, Lake is ice. Yes, Steve, Steve Clark, uh, Clark's video. Steve, he's asked what the flight suit costs. Steve, I'm th I thought it was like for shipping and everything to get it to my door was around three hundred and fifty dollars. They're asking one ninety nine. Uh, their price. So do the conversion, and then there was uh, shipping involved there. So, Eric, with that suit, how uh, how long or what temperature do you look for when you're about to fly? Like, I know you can go down to negative two, but what do you look for in winter flying for a temperature? Well, negative two is just, it gets hard on everything with that cold temperature. And, you know, I'm mainly concerned about myself, but I also have the thing, you know, I'm thinking about the, the materials that the wing is made out of you know, and, and the lines. So I think, I think at, at zero Fahrenheit is probably the absolute bare limit that I will go up in. Um, we usually will fly, you know, 15 degrees or higher and, you know, then we're okay. I feel very secure with the equipment that I'm using, you know, as far as that temperature goes, but, um, you know, it's, uh, it's just whatever your body can take, you know, whatever you're dressed for, whatever your body can take. Um, it is definitely not a, um, what do I want to say? Uh, it's not a, hey, look at me, I flew in minus two degree weather. It is, you know, I mean, it's, you want to be comfortable because it is a sport. It is fun. It's not a competition. So approximately how long would you fly for at around negative 15? Oh, the 15 degrees, we would fly for, there's a couple of times that we flew for about uh, 40 minutes or so. And, uh, you know, at that point in time, even with warm or with warm gear, you know, 
the wind takes its toll. It starts going through the boots a little bit because you're not walking, you're not moving that blood. Um, and, and even though you are, you have your hands up, of course, all the blood wants to go away from your fingers. So those get a little chilly, you know, but I'll be the first one to parks my brakes and, and holds my hands. So I don't get, you know, super cold. So. Thank you. I'm going to look at one of those suits. I think it's going to make a difference for me next year. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm up here. <laughs> right. And the thing is that the guy was very professional, super nice um you know he followed up with an email immediately then a phone call after that and as i said that suit was here in three days which i found totally amazing so i've got a buddy that has a flight suit and he legit wears it every time he goes flying just because well i think one he's uh making the investment worth it but i think he really enjoys it too because you don't have anything hanging off you you got your pockets where you need them you got everything you don't have to worry about you know it's just practical it's uh really practical and it's it fits them right and it's like you know fits like a glove uh, so I, i'm not sure i'll have to ask him what brand his was i thought it might have been the gin one but I, I don't think so either way you know that'd be nice one thing I wanted to say about that uh, particular flight suit, the Blue Sky Blue, which I've got a lot of experience with, is uh, North Carolina and four layers is too much. And just if you don't get your launch on the first time, <laughs> the first try, you're going to be in trouble because you'll be extremely hot. Um, it, Eric has, uh, you have experience with the five layer and in very cold conditions. Um, if I had to do, do it all over again, I would not get the four layer for North Carolina flying. Um, now I'm not saying it's, I mean, it is a very effective flight suit. <clears throat> so, um, if you're going to wear a four layer, I mean, it, it that thing means business. <laughs> it does a really good job of what it's designed to do, and that's to keep you warm and trap heat. So um, it's just one thing to consider. I, you know, if someone asked me, okay, I'm in North Carolina, I'd like a flight suit, definitely recommend Blue Sky Blue, but I wouldn't get a four layer. That's interesting. So these layers aren't separable? No. Mm -mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is the nicest flight suit I've ever seen. I mean, it even has, did you get the one with the pocket, the uh, matte pockets, Eric? No, I did not. I, did, I didn't get the matte pockets. Well, each each leg, I have the, the matte pockets and each leg has a clear pouch where you can like put your cell phone in where it'll be on your, you know, on your uh, leg or it's just, it's just a really well-designed flight suit. And yeah, the customer service is awesome. And I had the same experience you did, Eric. And the guy calls you, he wants to make sure that uh, he asks you questions about how you're going to use it. So, if, for example, if you're just going to be in an airplane, okay, that's one thing. But if you're going to be foot launching, and which means you're going to be running, he wants the suit to be a little bit bigger and forgiving, you know, so that you can run in it. Um, just, yeah, highly recommend that. Really interesting. Well, thank you, um, Eric. That was really awesome. I'm going to have to look into that blue sky blue and get something warm because when I go out and fly, it's just uh, a jacket, layers and layers and layers. And I'm like, 
you know, uh, trying to do a foot launch, you know, it's like, oh, I look like I'm waddling like this. I don't have much uh, room. Uh, but you know, I kind of stay warm, but I try not to go out in anything colder than 40, 40 to 50. That's perfectly fine. Um, and of course, can't wait to get into the eighties again, but thank you very much. Um, Eric, that was awesome. Uh, Jim, Jim's from Canada, eh? So tell us really quick about, um, your experience in the cold when flying. Well, generally I prefer to fly between uh, negative, okay, 23, and let me do a little calculation, 14 and 23. Fahrenheit? Fahrenheit is the very coldest I really want to fly. I have flown much lower, not nearly as, well, it's virtually the same as Eric. I flew negative four. And, uh, yeah, it doesn't get so fun after a while. <laughs> so so do, you, do you have a flight suit also, or what do you wear when you go out there and fly? I got from Costco a pair of woolly pants, and then I have some snow pants that I wore back when I was snowboarding as a kid, and then... I have a really light jacket, believe it or not, which uh, blocks the the wind, and it keeps me pretty good. But my chest does get cold after about an hour. But that's once again that's fourteen, not not zero, and it's. Uh, but I really do enjoy it, and at that temperature, I can survive. And then my boots, I wear na uh, negative 100 degrees Celsius boots. I don't know what that would be in Fahrenheit, but it's pretty incredible. They are uh, extremely insulated. In fact, they're almost impossible to buy up here. I've only seen them once in my life. And I bought them. <laughs> and that was 10 years ago, so I'm so glad I got those now. Well, um, I've been trying to look for the actual website for Blue Sky Blue, and John Wayne's also asking uh, for the uh, for the URL. Will, did you post that um, up earlier? What's the actual URL for the Blue Sky Blue? I can't find it. I'll post it. Thank you very much. So John Wayne, he's going to post it in the chat here in just a moment. Um, but man, so yeah, it, it gets really cold. I, I can't even imagine... Uh, flying up in Wisconsin, like um, Eric, or in Canada, which Jim is flying. Um, so you don't like to fly in anything less than minus two degrees Fahrenheit, but your range of flying during the wintertime is about what then, Jim? Mine is generally 14 to about 28. Uh, fortunately, this week, the temperatures are going above that. So I'm very pleased, but at this time of year, it's very windy with, it's, it's just extremely windy. So I, I haven't been able to fly due to wind conditions. Well, if you want to fly a thousand, um, a thousand miles, get up there with that uh, jet stream and uh, get yourself some good miles on your belt, which reminds me, how many um, flights do you have now? I know that we talked that you were under 100, but you made it to 100. How many more do you have over 100? 
flights? I believe it's 104. 104. That's awesome. Well, we'll definitely have to talk to you more about your your cold weather flying, but uh, let's jump over to Will Fly real quick and talk to him about his cold weather flying. Now, you got the four-layer flight suit, you said, Will? You got the four-layer flight suit, and it is extremely effective, like I said. Um, but uh, for you and me, Sean, I, I, you could easily get away with the three. Now, that's another thing to consider is that, uh, I mean, Wisconsin, right, they probably have two seasons, hot and cold, whereas, you no, know. We, we have two days of summer. Oh, is that, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, when, I, when I first went to, uh, to investigate flight suits, I kind of wanted something that I could use during all seasons. And I really, I wasn't, I wasn't able to find anything like that. Other than, so I mean, all in one type of flight suit. So um, the frog togs, they kind of work to block out wind. I don't know if you've ever heard of frog togs, but. I actually got some for, for rainy weather. Yeah, but they also block out the wind. So, I mean, sometimes it's not just the temperature. It's, it's that freaking wind that just kind of penetrates you. Um, so, yeah, that would be the flight suit. Another thing are these Sabbath gloves. A uh, lady sent me a pair of these. I think JP yeah, sent him a pair too. But uh, these things are really, really nice. And if you hit it at the right time, they're anywhere from $65 up to $100 or $99. And, and where do you find those? I found them. You find them on Amazon. Let's see if I can get Sabbath heat and uh man these things these things are awesome it's the first time i've been able to fly without my hands getting cold oh wow that's what i'm that's want. saying something because you know i mean after a while that freaking pinky <laughs> you know it's just like uh and then by the time you go to land you just like can't feel your fingers um so anyways i would highly recommend those uh and so there's that. The hey, other Will, thing, yeah. And what kind? Uh, what temperature do you fly? I it, when I first started, I would fly in all temperatures. Um, so I mean, in the 30s, no problem. But now uh, it's got to be. I guess I would say 45 would be my cutoff as far as what I'm willing to put up with. Um, it, it, it just depends on how bad you want it. You know, when I first started, I wanted to fly as much as I could, you know, and I would be willing to, to endure the cold. Um, so I'm a little more selective now. I'd so I, I, yeah, 45 would probably be my cutoff. How low have you tested those gloves at? <laughs> you know, that's a good question. Um, I've only worn them like maybe six times. And most of my flights are about an hour and a half, I would say. If I if it's not, you know, if I'm comfortable. If I'm not comfortable, they're short, you know, short flights. So probably down to about 40 on the surface. The temperature's on the surface. So two degrees per Celsius per out per thousand feet, you can kind of do the math. Uh, but I normally fly low too. So Brian. 
are they are they an all-in-one glove or is it a liner is it an outer shell is it all in one it's all in one. Now, as far as gloves are concerned, I cannot fly. I cannot launch with gloves. So normally what I do, regardless of the temperature, is I launch without the gloves. And then in the air, I put my heated gloves on. Okay. But that's another thing I, want, I, I was looking for is a glove that was easy to put on when you're flying. You know, just a quick put it on. It, it can be a struggle getting some of these heated, heated gloves over, you know, your hand. Um, if you do go with something like this, I, I'm not a big guy and I got the extra large because I think these are designed more for, uh, people with littler hands, if that makes any sense. So that's one thing to keep in mind. I've actually had to turn these down because they were too hot. Oh, I would love that issue. Yeah. Yeah. I've had to turn them down. And, and they've got two batteries in them, so they last forever. Each glove has two batteries. And so, where do the batteries go? Um, can you see that? Yep, okay. Right in there. Okay. Just kind of like a, a regular heated glove, except most, most heated gloves only have, you know, those little square batteries. This has two of those square batteries uh, per glove. Okay. So there's one more thing I, I wanted to share with you. And that is, I'll share the screen and show it to you. There and there. This right here. Can you see the mask? Yeah. Okay. That thing's only $8.99, but how cool is that? I got some. You have one just like that? Yeah, it came in a three-pack for like eight bucks. Oh, now you're making me feel bad, man. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, I mean, I, I don't use them very much, but, um, you know, I was looking for something cheap like that, and I, and I found a... a but, uh, yeah, they have the little filters. They have the little uh, air filters in them. Yeah, you, I... Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I the when I fly, the the worst part of uh, the problem that I have the most is the cold air rushing up my nose. It just it just kills my sinuses. Oh. So um, this this fits the bill. You know where I got the idea this idea from? No, Harvey Milne. That's what he uses. Herbie, uh, Herbie, Har Her Wait, Harlan? No, Harley. Harley? Yes. <laughs> I, 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 I heard Herbie and I was saying the, the little. Um, little did uh, I say Herbie? It's yeah, not Herbie. Like 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 yeah. Oh, I did Harley. Herbie. Harley. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, um, okay. yeah, he turned me on to those. I've, that they, they're good, good stuff. That's so, cool. other than that, I mean, that's pretty much it. Fancy, wancy. How heavy is that on your face, though? I don't know. I'm just. Oh, no, it's not heavy. It's not heavy at all. But see how it, it actually wraps around, too. So, I mean, it stays it stays there. Um, yeah, easy if you don't have all this <laughs> going on. <laughs> I mean, like, when they're going to be all tangled back of my hair and I'd be all mad. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm all right. yeah, you'll have to shave your hair when you start flying. 
Oh, heck no. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't never going to happen. Uh-uh. <laughs> That's no so funny. Wait. No way. JP, what are you doing? Yeah, JP, it's your turn to tell us about uh, your um, stuff. Plus, JP, you had a video about um, heated gloves, didn't you? He goes, I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> He's like, no, I'm, I got a I'm, question. I'm does, eating dinner. Go ahead, Jim. Does anybody have a full face mask or a full face helmet for winter flying? I got a full face uh, mask, but I very rarely use it because when I go flying, I'm I'm not in that cold of weather that my my face doesn't get cold. You know, I mean, it, I mean, the coldest temperatures I went out, I think was 20 something, maybe 26, 28 ish degrees. And when I flew, the only thing that got cold was my pinkies. My pinky started getting cold. My hands started getting cold. And then I couldn't use my hands, my face, my shoes or my um, feet, uh, torso. No problems. It was my hands. If I can just figure out some way of getting some gloves and I'll see even thinking about mittens those heated mittens, the, the skiing ones, the ones that are air, that are windproof for skiing. I was thinking about that because really, do you, do you need all of your fingers for, uh, for launching and taking off? Do you need all that? Or can you launch with mittens? Actually, okay. that's a good question. Have you guys, uh, Will and Eric, have you ever tried launching with mitts? With what? Mittens. Mittens are for men. <laughs> no, I mean, whatever it takes to stay warm. But I've, I've, I've always used my gloves. I've never really had a problem with the gloves. I've never had a brake toggle fall out of my hand. I've never been able not to be able to squeeze my throttle full throttle. So I really haven't had a problem. I actually so. asked... Uh, sean about gloves because i couldn't understand how he launched with gloves and he told me he just loops the whole brake right around the whole thing and then he's able to launch and i don't know why it took me so i don't know why i had to ask him about that but man it totally blew my mind because i think that with mittens i'd have no problems launching because my brakes just stay on my on my hands i mean i just you know, just put brakes on there, right? So, I mean, and then I just put my my throttle on there. So, the only, th I mean, I could probably use mittens. I'm going to have to get a pair of mittens just to try it, you know, before it gets to 80 degrees this week and, uh, <laughs> you know, it's snow next weekend. So, you know, when it snows next week, I'm going to have to try the mittens. I've never flown with with mittens, but I and hey, it's just like everything else. I ha, I have trouble launching with gloves, but it's because I haven't put forth the effort to continue, you know, try and try and try. I know you get used to it, right? Um, but uh, yeah, but maybe I've, I've also lost my A's. I've lost my toggle, uh, and I maybe just also because yours are so big, you get the really tight ones, like. Uh, I believe Eric and mine are the same. I got the, the small ones and they're like skin tight on my hands. And I got little hands and they're just, but I've got full control with them. I don't have any problems. 
Right on. I'm going to copy. JP is still not back. Uh, Jim, you were asking about like a full face helmet. So we've tried using our motorcycle helmets that are full faced. The only thing that I didn't like, and, and this kind of goes back and forth with both, is my neck was exposed and the blaclavia, whatever you call it, uh, doesn't go down far enough, you know, to cut, but that was before I used the flight suit. So I don't know what it would do now. Um, and a lot of the motorcycle helmets are only a single shield on the uh, lens and not a double shield like a snowmobile helmet. So you would get frost, uh, frosting up on it. But okay. it does kill the sound of the motor. And we have actually communications in our helmets. Um, and I don't think we used them that day, but uh, it does kill the sound of the helmet or the sound of the engine quite well. What about banging your head on the back? Well, don't do this uh, all the time. Yeah, right. <laughs> you need you need to stop flying in thermic weather. Yeah, <laughs> the hard rock. Right. No, I mean on takeoff. <laughs> oh, so wait, wait a minute. So your head's bouncing back on your cage on takeoff. On occasion, I have had the back of my helmet hit the back of the cage on takeoff. It hasn't happened very often. But I thought if I switched to a snowmobile helmet, that might be even bigger, or even a motorcycle helmet might be even bigger. And I thought, eh, maybe I don't really want to do that. I don't think it's going to be much bigger. I think you'd be fine with it. Um, just your field of view is kind of disturbed just a little bit. Yeah, it does get a little bit, you know, you do get that you know, that tunnel vision a little bit, but yeah. But what you said, babe, you said you still need the balaclava there to protect your neck. So it's oh, like, yeah. Have then you, why yeah. bother? Because you can fly for at negative 15 with just the covering over your chin. It, it, it seems that this area of your face is able to endure a heck of a lot of cold. Right. I've, Use this right here. This is a neck gaiter that's has the felt on the inside. And not only does it keep your neck warm, but you can put it up up here if you needed to. But um I when I found this, this this is my my winter around the neck thing. It's absolutely amazing. Yeah, that looks a lot warmer than what I'm using. You know, so much of uh things that that we talk about everybody's unique and everybody has just little you know differences or, or whatever but i use the resurgence buff i'm going to turn my uh, screen uh thing off here so go ahead uh well go ahead and i guess talk and i'll set it up if you want well yeah i, I go ahead and turn it off so we can see your um your your christmas tree Hey, JP, what are you doing? There he is. What's up, guys? Well, we were talking to you, and you just kind of like... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What did I miss? Everything. We gave away a million dollars. We said, let's give it to JP if he wants it. And he goes, 
Ah, he's gone. So yeah. yep. the spinny wheel of million million dollars. <laughs> Unbelievable. Did you guys talk about heated gloves? I know heated gloves. That's what we were talking about. That you actually did a video about heated gloves and stuff like that. So can you go over your video that you did and tell us about the heated gloves and what you've uh, found out? That'd be. I don't really know. Nice it's kind of uh, kind of inconvenient. Oh wait, look what's already preloaded. Oh my goodness. Oh man, if you go to jptulo.com and check great. out JP. T-U-L-O on the YouTube, on the Instagram, on the TikTok, and the Facebook space. You can check out my review right here. Honestly, I really wish I would have done an affiliate link or know how to do an affiliate link because I've had so many people uh, tell me that they went straight and ordered these gloves on Amazon right after watching my video. So, and it wasn't really my intent. Um, I got these gloves uh, as a deal, and I really liked them. Uh, they're freaking awesome. Uh, they heat up right away. You can't beat the price. It was like uh, 80, 90 bucks, less than 100 bucks. And they come with uh, large batteries that last forever, heat right up, cool right down. They've got four heat modes. Um, I think, Will, got a pair. You like them, Will? Uh, a pair of what? Pair of- I've never seen those gloves in my life, man. Oh, a pair of motor, a pair of gloves, a <laughs> pair of socks. Yeah, we were talking. We were talking about those gloves, so I second it. They're awesome. Yeah, yeah. I can't I, uh, find them on Amazon though. I can find everything else, but I can't seem to find um, S A B O T. Is that what it is? S A B O T. The problem I, is they they sell out. They don't keep in stock. In other words, they only stock up for the winter. And then once that has, the supply is sold out, they don't become oh. available until the weather starts getting cold again. What's up? Oh my goodness! I found a pair for thirty nine dollars. Yeah, but now look at the sizes that are available. So what I'll do is let me go ahead and um, share my screen so you can. Oh, JP. After, yeah. J- after JP shows us uh, his stuff, I'll. Yeah, I think they were out of extra larges. Yeah. Oh, is that it? Mm-hmm. Well, that would suck. Because that's what I need. Oh, no. They have medium and extra large. Oh, they do? Yeah. 5998. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. One, in, one in stock. Ooh, you better grab it. You know, what no, it, it, you know, it makes sure it's, when, uh... it's the same glove. It's one word, S A B O T H E A T. Yeah, that's, but if you look at the box, it says uh, new for 2021 on the box. Oh, does it? <clears throat> yeah. Hey, can you tell me what voltage it's running? No, that was, babe, that was a. Uh, Only you would ask a question like that, Eric. This one, this one oh. says 300 milliamps. Well, the milliamps was my next question. <laughs> oh, it says washable heated ski gloves for snowboarding. Yeah, no, it's it's three thousand milliamp hours. Oh, I'm sorry. You got two volts. Seven point four volts. Okay. Well, that seems to be a really good deal. Sixty bucks. It is. It absolutely is. One in stock. Order soon. I just ordered it. 
<laughs> you got to hurry, man. <laughs> nope, order placed. Right installed on. on Amazon, and uh, looks like um, Resurgence PPG gets a little something something. I've supported Woo-hoo. the charity 138 times this year. That's how much I spend on Amazon. It'll be it'll be here March 17th. All right, got me a pair. That way I can do a video like JP and Will fly. I just want to be able to fly and my hands not be cold. And how many how many batteries came with it? Wow, Dude. that looks that's a huge battery. But see, I, yeah, see the, how that each one has two batteries in it. It's oh, a I bet it lasts forever. It does. And they're on the forearm side, not the uh, top side. The batteries that looks nice. Yeah, they're on the right on the underside, on the you know the wrist. The forearm side of the wrist. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, the bottom side, whatever. Yeah. Okay, that looks pretty neat. They look like they're windproof. You won't have any trouble keeping your hands warm. And, well, and like and you say your hands always get cold? Well, yeah, because my hands are so big and you know, even though it says extra large, I try to get two X and two, you know, three X um gloves because you know extra large is just so tight. That's why I was thinking mittens might work. Well, I I don't know if they come in an extra, extra large or 2X. They only had medium and extra large, and uh, now they have none because I just bought the last one. Sorry if you guys wanted to jump on Amazon and buy that. I figure that um, I better grab it when I get the chance. Yeah, but keep looking because they... Uh... Last I checked, they were out of extra large, and she said they weren't the the whoever who sent me these said that the company wasn't going to be making more for this season. Oh, really? Yeah. So, um, I don't know. Well, they look pretty good. What was that, JP? A mirror? Making sure that his video is recording, I guess. Well, I think that's pretty cool. I'm going to have to, uh, I'll be really interested in going out and flying now. Well, you know, now that it's going to be 80 degrees, I won't have to worry about that. You know, unbelievable. Oh, and of course, my car is still being repaired. $7,000 um, worth of damages. And they said that it won't be done because there's pieces and parts that they're still finding uh, until May something. Wow. I got a stupid rental until May something. Um, let's see. Share screen. Let me show you. This is this is it on Amazon. And it said 33% off, $39. And uh, that's it. That's all I got now. But this that's is it, right? The That's it. Yeah, see how it says 2021 new? Yep. And a Travis D. I said Travis D because I don't know which way to pronounce his name. <laughs> I know it's such a travesty. <laughs> Does that say forty dollars now? Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you. I paid like ninety. What? Well, I mean, yeah. well, come on now, man. That's a, they were ninety. I know. Right. I know. Well, yeah, at the beginning of winter they are, but not yeah, okay, the beginning not of summer. Now, that's why. Yeah. And last I checked, they were like six uh, sixty-five. I think 
So I guess they're closing out the stock for this year. But he, uh, tra- uh, Travis D said that they, he's got a pair of those and he does have two X. So yeah, there's a two X and there's an X. So if this XL is too small for me, um, I guess what I'll do is I'll just do a giveaway on uh clear prop. So somebody's going to win. Somebody's going to be happy with it. That's all that counts. Yeah. So, um, I guess, uh, Jim, are you still there? Or are you taking a break? Oh, he's still there. Okay, good. He was just smelling his, his Canadian money. That's all he's doing. It's maple syrup. <laughs> um, looks like JP is on the phone. Um, oh, let's go ahead and uh, run over to, to paramomusa.com. Uh, we talked to everybody else. Now, obviously, you don't go flying, but you do have a son that flies. Um, yeah. Have you heard anything about flying in the wintertime? Or anything like that with um with him no i don't think in california he's got to really worry about that all too much you know it gets maybe down in the 60s or whatever but you guys are talking about gloves so i'm just gonna you know show the humor here tonight or whatever but um you know on those not so cold days right then you need to have these I think that's what gets cold, though, is the, is the fingertips. Everything else but, is fine. But I mean, it's for the days that are, you know, so-so, and you think you need, need a little more protection on your, you know, on the palm of your hands. Then. <laughs> yeah, those will work good when you start doing kiting. Oh, so true. When you, when you learn to do kiting, yeah, you can take those along. <laughs> Just be careful in higher wind, you usually get burns on your fingers. Oh, when you lie. Uh, so you need, yeah. you know, <laughs> I, you need I don't your- know. Every Christmas, my sis would, when I was still in Arizona, or you know, my sis would send me gloves like these or whatever. And I, I used to wear them, I actually I would wear them at work because you know, if you had the full gloves. Especially if they stick me in front of the door or whatever in the wintertime in Arizona, 50 degrees was, you know, like freezing for us. So um, I wore these all the time and they really, they kept my hands, they kept my hands warm, you know. That's good. And I could still like pick money up and everything. But anyway, just had to, you know, change it up a little bit, Grandpa. Absolutely. Got to change it up. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, Robert, um, my son, Robert. He has a show on Thursday night, paraglidingtalk.com. And he's my awesomest paraglider. And he does like to do his paramoting too when he can. And um, yeah, it's all good. good. Thank you, Chatters, for joining us tonight. We're all just kind of rolling with it as we do on Monday nights. And I'm so happy to be here. Always, always, guys. Rolling rolling with the punches. Yep, rolling the punches. Uh, John Wayne. John, John Wayne said, uh, well, to hitch to uh, to that rental car. You know what? I would love to. Um, I think my wife and I kind of figure out an idea of what we can do is that we can get her name on the rental car. And then I can take the Jeep that has a hitch, our Jeep, and uh, we can use that when I need to carry my paramotor. Because it's been pretty crazy 
You know, yeah. it's like, how do I take my paramotor out to go fly? You know, my yeah. wife's not work until five. It gets dark at six. So by the time she gets home and I load up everything and I go there, it's like, oh, good. I can fly for two minutes. Yay. So, you know. Yeah. Um, well, I'm glad you got to see John Wayne. That, that was awesome. Was you guys really, got to hang out, you really know, and do your stuff. And that, that was cool. Very cool. We, we, we had a blast. It was really fun. Um, it's really great when, when people come through Arkansas and say, hey, Sean, let's go fly paramotors. It's like, yes, yeah. I know all the cool LZs. Hey, yeah. uh, let's, let's say hi to people in the chat real quick. We did say hi to John Wayne. We got Brian Waller is in the chat. We'll fly. Geriatric PPG, which is also uh, John Wayne. He has two accounts on there. So, hey, that's awesome. Bill H. Bill H. actually asked, uh, what is a snowmobile? I don't know if he was joking or what, but uh, uh, who who has access to a snowmobile and, and knows how to tell Bill H what a snowmobile is? Oh, I'm sure if I looked around, I would. <laughs> There's one to be found down here. Oh, actually, my son has one. My son here has one. Eric so. or Jim? Yeah, so the people up north call them snow machines. No, they call them snow machines? Yep, up in Alaska, of, you know, that's where I was raised. We always called them snow machines. And I moved down here and I said, hey, does, you know, who's got a snow machine? Everybody instantly thought I was talking about riding around on one of those machines that makes snow on a ski hill. How funny. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, for me, for me, I always called them skidoos. Probably from oh, oh, skidoos. Okay, yeah. Skidoos. No, Skidoos. I love it. That's funny. Do you put decals on your skidoos? Skidoos. Yeah, and we eat poutine too. <laughs> we have to oh, learn okay. a whole new language with uh, with Jim here, with his Canadian. Yeah. Skidoos. Skidoos. Like and his yeah. decals on his skidoos. Yep. And we wear expensive too, man. Good old skidoos. All right, let me go back and see who else we got here. Uh, Bill H and Travis D, because it's hey. a travesty, because we don't know how to say his last name. So it's a travesty. <laughs> um, Eric here. Uh, <laughs> Daniel Roosh is in the house. Hey, how's it hey. going? Paramotor Girl will fly. Uh, another travesty. Uh, JP Tulo, Kelby Cox, what's up? Nah. Uh, um clark's okay. video um clark's video eric what does the flight suit cost okay you already asked that one okay uh kelby cox uh, resurgence ppg what's up Hi, resurgence. Resurgence. They, they, they're making a bunch of money off me because every time i go to amazon i always go to smile.amazon.com if you guys don't know about that it, when you order something off of Amazon, you can go to smile.amazon.com, find Resurgence PPG, and Amazon will just donate uh, money to Resurgence PPG anytime that you order something. It doesn't cost you anything at all. So um, make sure that you go to smile.amazon.com and uh, put Resurgence PPG as the um, as the not the sponsor the yeah let me see how whatever that's called i've, I've tried to I, i'm not interrupting but i i've tried to look that up on there and on smile and they always 
tell me not found, not found. So maybe I'm putting the wrong link in there or Who's, something. So JP showing you right here about the resurgence PPG and small.amazon.com. No. Okay. How would I find resurgence PPG um, on Amazon to make that my charity? So where where do you click first? I mean, where do you go? So you go yeah. to so on Amazon. the on the right there, right here. There's Amazon in your hello. It says hello to you, okay. your account, and you're gonna okay. scroll down here to Amazon Smile. Right. Amazon Smile. Click okay. on that. Okay. And it's gonna bring you up to your Amazon Impact page, or if you're not signed okay. up yet, it's gonna ask you to sign up. But okay. at some point, there's gonna be your I've already got my charity selected, but if I go here, I can click to change my charity. Go ahead and click that real quick for fun. Yeah, and then it's going to give you a search field right here and just type in resurgence. Type in resurgence? I've done that, and I don't know why. Like... Right here, resurgence in Goshen, Ohio is a Christian fellowship, and right below that is resurgence PPG in Mount Holly, North Carolina, human okay. service organizations. Our mission is to provide an opportunity for emotionally and physically adaptive, capable veterans and warriors to overcome personal challenges through adaptive sports participation in order to build resiliency as well as rehabilitate physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Okay. What could you, what I'll better charity that. than that right there? So then you're okay. just going to select and uh, bada bing, bada boom, it's done. Okay. Okay. Now, also, too, when you check out, you have to go to smile.amazon.com and check out that way. If you just go to amazon.com, it won't. You, you can see in the, in the URL at the top of the page, it has to have smile before oh, Amazon. Okay. So okay. if you just check out at a regular Amazon, it's not yeah. going to work. But if you, I don't know if uh, I, whenever I order stuff, I order from my phone and you can set it up. So that you you only log on to the smile, and if right. anyone needs help with that, send me a, a direct message, a private message. I'll I'll help you set that up. But uh, it's best just to go through, okay. delete all your Amazon bookmarks, reset your bookmark as Smile Amazon, so that you don't oh. even go to regular Amazon anymore. Right. Smile think about dot it. Amazon. Smile yes. dot go to Smile dot Amazon as your bookmark. That okay. way. Anytime okay. you're on Amazon, you're at, and you can see, you know, when you are, because you look in the left corner right there, it says Amazon Smile Prime. Oh, uh, okay. So okay. That's how you know your money. And then every time you buy something, it'll tell you too. Point, okay. 0.03% of this goes to Resurgence PPG. You've made an impact. You know, just, look, at, look at that amount. You know, look at that $3,700 for nothing. Payments. This and that this is nothing out of your pocket. This is money right. that would have otherwise gone to Amazon. It's not you're not paying extra for this. This is free nope. money for resurgence. If everyone in the PPG community was signed up for this, this would be like 10 times that. It's just yep. it's free money. And then you just have to make sure that you go to small.amazon.com to check out. So I mean you so anywhere that you would normally put stuff in your um, cart like you normally do, uh, put in your cart, that's no problem. You can put in your cart anytime that you want to, but when you check out, make sure you go to smile.amazon.com to check out. So Resurgence does get, um, you know, a little cut. Look at look okay. at this number right here, $306 million people, you know, 
are, are getting to charities just just by using this link it's it's free money for Very cool. charity and yeah it's okay. just there's no reason not to do it other other than it might be a tiny bit difficult but like i said if you have issues with it send me a message on facebook you know speak up in the chat right now i will help you with it it's it's super easy once you've done it once it it's just completely self-explanatory hey jp while you're on that page can you go back up to your accounts and then click down to your credit cards real quick and let me screen share sure and the, the social security number and what i want to see is i want to see those 53 things that you have in your cart that's worth twenty five hundred dollars Ooh, ooh. what here what do you have you better think about that <laughs> so here's the thing is i just i like to load my shopping cart i do the same thing just stuff that uh, may or may not be appropriate interesting. and let me um i don't think there's anything i'm taking a gamble here i don't think there's <laughs> anything you are a man. <laughs> don't think so we're gonna find out here that's right ooh. no one no one's gonna watch no one oh, sees anything. drone stuff <laughs> Drone stuff, uh, air tag stuff, batteries. Ooh, jptulo.com patches. Oh, that's cool. I didn't even think about patches. Yeah, you can, customizable. You, can get, you can order your own uh, embroidered patches. Oh, that's really neat. That. Balance chargers, cameras that Sean hates. I never said I hate them. You just don't use GoPros. You're not a fan. I have a ton of, of the uh, the cell phone camera, aren't you? Because it's there. It's, it's easy. It's it's done. It's so it's, easy. But I do have that wing uh, mount, that uh, magnetic wing mount, that right. that uh, you know sh looks down at you. I do like that. Yeah. I also like the uh, the session that I can put on the um, on the uh, on the chase cam. So yeah, the, chase the cam. session is a great camera. I'm so disappointed that they discontinued it. But, I know that uh, was like perfect. It was small. It's a one. Check this button. out. So that camera went, I think, new when it came out in 2016. I think it was around $400. Sounds about right. Well, I was looking at trying to find one the other day. Uh, GoPro. You have to find the Hero 5 session. There it is. Hero 5 session. $739 new. It's not new, is it? Yeah, you can get a brand new inbox, but because it's discontinued, the the price has appreciated. But uh, the the trick is, if you want to get a hold of these, you can get one. Um, you can order. They have a refurbished option, which I that's how I got my initial one. Um, renewal here. Next to nothing for it. Yeah, yeah there's, you, there's one for three hundred. Yeah. Yeah, there's another one for two hundred. One ninety nine, right there. Actually, don't order that one because I might go order that right now. Oh, the trick is though, you don't want the Hero Four because there's no uh, um, hyper smooth in Hero Four. The Hero Five is the newer, newest option of the session. Yeah, what's that one at the very top? It says Run Cam. That Run Cam. It's like a knockoff. Um, Have you tried it? It's only hundred bucks. It. I've heard good stuff about it. They use it a lot in the drone world. Um, because I believe it has identical dimensions to the session. So you use the same mount that the session uses. Um, it's just like a budget sort of economy. And Sean, around. you can 3D print a mount. I have. Yes. <clears throat> um, actually, there's a no tangle GoPro 5 session 
um, mount you can print on your on from uh, Thingiverse. It's a yeah, it's a no snag one. It's pretty cool. Isn't Thingiverse awesome? It's just like people. It's amazing. Sharing ideas and, and they finally know. took down that um that ad stuff that you had to wait five seconds for your stuff to download they took really? that off yeah thank god that was awful it's kind of got me interested in the uh 3d printing hobby but i need another hobby like i need a, a hole in my my wallet like I, I, only, I mean 3d printing is great because you can print stuff for your paramotor which is also or your other hobbies yeah so it's like a uh stack hobby. on hobby it's a yeah, hobby, it's a hobby, for hobby your hobbies. yeah yeah hobby no it's hobby. the the drone world is like big huge on 3d prints um yeah, you have a link for the patches chris fenimore would like to know uh i can get one for him I guess you just search for what customizable because when you search for customizable, lots of things pop up. It's amazing. Hey, while he's searching, I, I wanted to show you this. So this is the resurgence buff, right? And I love this. I wear this all the time. All right. And even in the summertime, I'll, I'll, I'll wear this to keep air from going up my nose. Problem with any buff that I've tried though is uh, it's continually falling down. So um, probably because of the unique shape of my face. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so what I did, all right, uh, check this out. Okay. There's a hole right there, man. And I just put it right over my ear like that and like that. And it stays put the whole freaking time. So you heard it here first. There's a million dollar idea. I mean, sometimes I don't want to wear a complete balaclava on my face, you know, just a little something to cover my nose. And uh, and sometimes it's not quite cold enough to wear a whole mask, you know, like that. So there's a- Hey, hold on a second. You took one of the resurgence- I defiled it. It's a shame. (laughs) (laughs) What are we going to do with you, Will Fly? I I don't know. I don't know. So the uh, link is too long for uh, the patch. So I'm just going to show you. Was it on Amazon? Yeah, it's on Amazon. If you just type in customizable text patch, there's different sizes, which is what I had uh, options. There's a two by three patch, a three by two patch, which. Customizable uh, what? Custom text patch, custom embroidered, you know. There you go. Some of oh, them, wow. you, have, you have to yeah. make sure it's what you want. Some are like iron on, some are Velcro, some are. Um, wow. I just typed in customized patch and I had no clue. That is so cool. All right. Gonna have to make some, uh, some, pa- ah, make some less than $10, patches. too, you know. Make some clear prop TV patches. Ooh, uh oh. Okay, so, um, yeah, I mean, you, gosh, there's a ton of them. Yeah, yeah. Tons of different options. You can get borders, um, different fonts, different size fonts, different uh, types of fonts, lots of different options. So, there's, uh, I got a, a backpack with all my RC stuff, my drone stuff, and it's got a, 
Velcro spot on it, and I was gonna put, uh, you know, my tag on it, my my JP Tula. So, so when people say, "Do you have a YouTube page?" You know, I can say, "Yeah, JP Tula look, look at my patch. My patch. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'm gonna have to Check get this out. I got this from like Poland or Russia. Nice for a bunch of buddies in that fly around here. Isn't that cool? I love it. It's cool. Very cool. Wait. Why do I? <laughs> Wait. Everybody, just stop. Wait oh, I know that, that name from. Oh, you know Dustin? Yeah. Blanchard. Yeah, he's. He's on the the thing, right? You yeah, you betcha. He was on, or he was one of my instructors. He okay. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Yeah, I know Dustin. I know I know the name, that's for sure. Definitely recognize it. Very cool. Small world. <clears throat> what up, Jade? Pink flamingo. Flying flamingo, Jade. Hi there. She's What's a trike machine with the skis. No, no skis right now. We're still no skis on the trike? No, we're fabricating mounts. For the skis so it didn't really work out this winter right on right on so, yeah but it was all right because we uh had to or got to um plow the runway off so that worked out all right cool tempted to go out flying tonight plow the runway which is the, the lake, lake. <laughs> plow yeah. the lake we're gonna plow the lake so we can take off Yep. How many people? Oh, okay, guys, in the chat, just just for fun, um, how many of you have been actually on a lake that is frozen, either driven on it, taken off on it, walked on it, or something like that? Uh, when I used to live in, up in Wisconsin, we did the same thing. We went up uh, to the lake and did uh, fishing. We we drove on the lake. We parked on the lake. It was just amazing that it can hold so much weight. Um, just wondering how many other people have done such a thing. Because until you do something like that, you know, you, you just haven't lived. All right, let's go ahead and continue real quick. Uh, Kelby Cox, Resurgence PPG, Brian Waller, John Wayne, Nick Griffith, uh, Bill H., Tony Marzano, another Travis D. Um, going down, Daniel Roosh again. Looks like we got a lot of people just chatting. Plainfield PPG, welcome. Um, let's see. Anybody else fly my PPG LLC? Mike Cotter's here. Welcome. Let's see who else is in the chat. Uh, Angela Preslick. And there's just so many people, and I really appreciate you guys just chatting and having such a good time talking about paramotors and watching us and listening to us. Um, let's see. Chris Fenmore. Anybody else on here that I did not say that you know that's on there, guys? Anybody? Did you say Walter? Hot buttered, hot butter production. Walter is on here. Yeah, from Australia. Walter, Walter. I didn't get to Walter yet, so welcome, Walter. Glad that you're here. Hey, <laughs> I'm just scrolling and just scrolling. It's just amazing how much uh, Clark's video, Calby uh, Cox, Mickey Alberto. Just so many people just chatting. It's just amazing. Awesome. Thank you, chatters. Much love. Much love. 
<clears throat> so I hope I got everybody. I hope I said hello to everybody that's in the uh, chat. Yeah, there's Walter. Of course, Walter, Linda, Linda, XOXOXO, baby. <laughs> XO, XO, XO. Walter, I don't have no XOs, no love from you. What the hell, man? Come on. Oh, poor grandpa. He's all sad now. Hey, I ain't got no love from Walter down under. All right. Oh, my gosh. Well, glad that you guys were here and we talked a lot about yeah. uh, winter flying and flying during the winter times. I guess since Jade's here, she can tell us what, you know, her um, her take on flying up in Wisconsin. We, we know her husband eric and uh his take so let's hear uh jade real quick he's paper. not here i hate it <laughs> oh you hate flying in the winter time yes really so yeah. so what so what's the coldest that you'll fly and what kind of did you get one of those suits too those uh no not yet not yet but you are going to get one um i'm waiting to see if para orange would come out with one if karen close would come out with one um but she's so busy on all of her other original products right now i'm not sure and now that it's summer i don't or not summer but coming up on summer i really don't care about winter anymore i'm so done with it so i think a lot of people feel the same way so right now i'm just flying with my skiing snowboarding stuff and I don't know how much I'll be getting in maybe next fall either because I'll be having surgery this early summer so so I don't know how much recovery time I'm going to need you're talking about like a knee surgery type of thing yeah yeah so yeah. I wonder if you're if you have knee surgery can you still fly your paramotor your your trike yeah, I think um, my instructor and I were talking about that. And I said, you know, it's like, I just want to make sure my, if I don't have good range of motion, because um, I know having reconstruction surgery, there's no way I wanted to even have anybody near my knee, you know, during that recovery time, um, let alone a knee replacement. I'm not sure. Everybody says you're up and walking, you know, that first day. So I'm hoping um, I'll feel 10 times better and, you know, ready to play tennis and pickleball and everything else again. But I don't know. Did you just say pickleball? Yeah. Okay. Um, real quick. Has anybody else heard of pickleball or is it just me that just never heard of it in 50 freaking years? I've never heard. What no is, idea what that what, is. What, what, what the, okay, in the chat, That's anybody, do, do you guys know what pickleball is before she starts talking about this? Because I didn't know. I, I really don't know. But no then again, idea. but then again, in my town here, we have Toad Suck. So. Hey, hey Jade, you can come up here. They've got a pickleball club. They, they do here too. That's why I'm all excited. I was kind of hoping that I could start joining that. And I have, haven't only, I've only played it like a couple times. So I'm kind of looking forward to doing it. So it's a cross between tennis and um, like badminton. Yep. On a, on a badminton um, court, I, I believe. Yeah. Right. Where I played it, it was down in Arizona and they had lighted and it's, a lot with the older 
the older communities. We were visiting my parents one year down there and at a 55 and older, and they had lighted courts. My son and I were <laughs> went biking down by the pool and they had this tennis court, which we thought and we're like, what are these, these paddles? And they were wooden closed paddles, almost like a large ping pong paddle. So yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, it, pretty it, cool. was it was huge where, yeah, when I, in Arizona where I lived in, you know, the retirement community, whatever. Yeah, that was pretty. It's just uh, a smaller version of it. Yeah. They yeah. use those waffle yeah. balls, do they not? I believe so, yes, like if I remember right. the ball with all the holes in it? The wiffle ball, yep. Wiffle ball? Yep. Yeah. Guys should try it out. Yeah, Bill Lakes. I found out tonight never. that the school, the school has um, um, Tuesdays and Thursday nights, um, and then a Saturday morning, and you can just show up and play. That's so crazy. Yeah, Bill H said never. Um, Walter said play ball. Tony Marzano said it's just you. Pickleball is big out, out here. Um, cool. So, Dweez, yes, yes. Never heard of toad suck. Oh no, it's not toe suck. <laughs> That's not, not T O E. It's not T O E suck. No, it's a toad, like a frog. T O A D. Toad suck. But uh, man, you never know what we're gonna end up talking about on these shows. Oh, Brian, <laughs> Brian said something about uh, noodling. How about noodling? If I can't see the can't bottom of the water, I'm not going in. <laughs> Oh, noodling with, catch your, fish with your hands. The fish? Yeah, fish, fishing with your hands. Yeah. Right. Fishing with your hands. Stick your hand in a hole. And hope like hell Who, me? Yeah, I think I you got some TV going on or something. I wonder who the very first person. We can fix that. I wonder who the very first person to noodle was. I mean, how did they even get that idea? I oh, think I'll I mean, stick my hand in this murky water. I can't see. I'm just going to stick it down that hole and see what happens. <laughs> why not? I mean, that seems to be, I mean, I don't know. I don't know who would have first thunk it other than maybe they were like, I wonder what's down here. Oh, my God. Hey, look, a fish. And how did they hey, come I remember up stories with that my dad. My dad did it and his granddad did it. His dad did it. Noodling goes back a long ways. Wow. Long ways. Yeah, I've heard stories of my dad saying he'll never do it again because he watched one of his uh, friends when he was teenagers almost drown, got pulled in by a big, big catfish. Yeah, it's, it can be dangerous. Uh oh, got catfished way back then. Hey, JP has to go. He said so. Uh, <laughs> JP, uh, oh, he walked away again. So whatever. <laughs> bye. Okay, bye. bye, JP. Okay, there bye, you are. Bye. Hey JP, don't forget that uh, our screenshot, our little thumbnail. All Since... right, screenshot time. Everybody. All right, everybody, everybody, cheese, cheese. Okay. Uh, one, control, shift. One, two, three. <laughs> All right. And Woody jumped in just in time to get uh, to get thumbnailed. Yeah, did anybody fly today? That's what I want to know. I Nobody? did not. It was way too windy today, unfortunately. All weekend long and, and Monday, uh, really, really, really bad wind. 
Um, hopefully it's going to be nice this weekend. Got another student coming up uh, for, for uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. So that's going to be good. But it looks like the, the weather's going to be a lot nicer. It's going to be in the 70s in, Where you in uh, Arkansas. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Oh, you guys got bad storms going on there tonight. We had, yeah. So we had, so two weeks ago we had snow, then we had 80s, then we had snow, then it was in the 80s, then we had snow, and now it's going to be in the 70s. So, you know, it's, uh, if you don't like the weather, yeah, I, was actually, in a minute. I was actually going to pull out today, headed for Texas until I seen the weather that's coming through Texas, Arkansas, Louisiana. And I said, nah, I ain't driving through that stuff. Ain't no way. No, I think it's supposed to rain tomorrow too. Yeah. So I said, I, I'll leave Wednesday. All uh, right, JP. Nice from Wednesday on. Thanks for uh, joining us, JP. I know that you got to run. Thanks for the screenshot, bud. Always a pleasure, guys. Am I muted? Am oh, I missed him awesome. again. See you, JP. I, Wait, I missed Linda? I, yeah, I'm sorry. I, uh, okay, hang on. We can do another. Was, well, you I missed what? with Mike, so he, he might jump in a little oh, bit. Okay, all right. One more real quick. Ready? One, two, three. Perfect. Thanks, JP. You're the best. No problem. Have a great night, JP. All right, guys. I'll see you later. You're All the right. bestest. North Carolina first in flight. Oh, sick. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, North Carolina first in flight. <laughs> that was awesome. Hi. Hi, Woody. Woody. How are you? You made it. Yay. Woody. Wait a Woody. I got to find my pom pom. Woody made it, but it's, it's it's a week late. But Woody's you know, glad that you made it. <laughs> well, I just got a, okay, I just got back to the field. I was flying. Woody made it. Woody made it. <laughs> yeah. Just just in time we to say goodbye to everybody, and tonight. just just yeah. in time just yeah. in time to say goodnight. <laughs> I'm just okay, glad I'm back on the ground because okay. it wasn't the weather. The weather was not good up there tonight. It was not good at all. It was bad. <laughs> it's like get my ass back on the ground quick. Yeah. Now do you now you fly during the winter yeah, that, time, right, Woody? I fly as much as I can fly whenever I can fly. Yeah. But now that I'm getting a little older, I'm a little bit pickier. Uh, I have my temperature threshold now. Where two or three years ago, I think my lowest I've ever flown in was seven degrees, and that was stupid. <laughs> but yeah, I fly pretty much year round, weather permitting, of course. Yeah, me so, too. Plus, and... I travel for work, so I, I I travel for work, so I get to fly a lot of different places when I travel, which makes it really nice. So that's a lot of fun. That is awesome. Wish that I could. So, how many states have you tra have you uh, flown in? Do you know offhand? Oh my god, I don't know. Probably half of them. Half of the lower forty-eight, probably. I I don't count. Just like I don't log my hours, I don't count. But yeah, probably half of the lower forty-eight I've flown in at this point in time. So you don't uh, log. Matter of fact, we're going to get. Huh. You apparently there's a huge lag between us, so sorry about that. Um, so you yeah, don't so log your okay. flights anymore. Um, you probably don't know how many hours you've flown, 
do you count your 100-hour maintenances? Is that how you keep track of things now? No, I fly till it breaks, pretty much. Yeah, I used to... Uh, yeah. Used to count the hundred hour maintenances because I just don't have no clue. I'm like you. I fly every morning, every night, midday if it's nice, uh yeah. anytime I get the chance. Yeah. So Kylo, I was visiting with Kylo Glee one time and him and I got on this subject and one of his students was asking him about logging his hours and how often he does maintenance on his motors. And he says, Well, I do my pre flights and I fly till it breaks. Then I know I need to fix that part and I put a new part on. We go in and do it again. That's my philosophy. Uh, if it'll start and run and pass my pre-flight checks, we're going to run it and uh, just go. Do you take care of like the, uh, the piston rings or anything like that at a certain amount or you just keep on flying until they scratch up and blow up? Uh, pretty much. Yeah. Like I say, I fly, I fly till something gives, uh, gives up the ghost. And uh, it's not uncommon for me to see 150 hours uh, out of an engine before, you know, the, the rings go bad or, you know, something gives up the ghost. But clean fuel, clean oil, uh, you know, good warm-ups, all the above, try to take care of it and uh, just fly the hell out of it. It's a better Aussie. It's made to fly. <laughs> what do I say? What is this? But, Black box offices iPhone? Who's who's logging in here? Who's Black uh, Box? That's Mike. Mike. That's Mike. That's Mike Robinson. Ah. Yep. Yeah, it's gone. He's gonna come up on his phone. He didn't change his time. He didn't change his time. What do you mean? Half hour mark now, so he figured out. I think he's he's driving on a half hour mark. Yeah, he might be having uh, cell phone trouble. He'll be on. He'll be on. Yeah, I think oh. the big weekend for for a bunch of us is uh, Galveston Island this weekend. It's supposed to be beautiful flying down there. Uh, go meet up with the gang down there, Houston PPG and the gang, and we're gonna do some flying off the beach all weekend. It's supposed to be gorgeous. Oh, sounds awesome. There he is. There he is. <laughs> Yay! You're, you're on mute, so if you want to talk, you got to take yourself off of mute. <laughs> there you go. I asked he you. He has no mute. idea. <laughs> it's not a helpful. <clears throat> it's technology stuff is for the birds, man. Oh, well, at least we got to. Oh, the heck? I get on. Who this? figuring it out and at the very bottom there's that little microphone looking thing just tap that and it'll unmute it i had a question for jake when you're taking off on that trike on the lake i i saw that one video where you guys were sliding around on the lake but i was wondering how often that happens um, where not you have very little traction not no, not much traction, but I don't, I don't know the sliding part. Other than one day I was coming in, the wind changed on me on a crosswind, and coming down, and it was kind of sketchy coming down. And well, there was once when I think Eric was trying to take off, and he ended up going into the drift on the side. Yeah, yeah. But 
So I was wondering if that was partially due to traction or lack of traction, or was that just the way things yeah, went? Eric's right out? here. No, that was, uh, <clears throat> we were taking off in a crosswind because our runway is only going east and west right now. East narrow. And it is narrow, you know, so, so when I plow, I just, I wanted to make it bigger, but when you have a full size Chevy truck with a snow plow on it, there's a little bit of weight there and you get a little nervous. <laughs> so, um, you know, I plowed it, I don't know, it's probably 30 feet wide, but, uh, what happened was, is I brought the wing up and everything seemed to be good. And then all of a sudden, you know, it hit a cross crosswind on it. And I tried to correct it, but I wasn't able to correct it quick enough. And I knew that I was going fast enough that all if I if I pump, pump the brakes real hard, I would pop up, and that's what happened. And but I did catch that right wheel on the snowbank, um, and it really was it it I barely felt it. Although it looks like I, you know, the 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 whole thing turned sideways. It, it, I really didn't feel it much and it recovered extremely quick, but we just don't have the traction on the ice. Our skis that are, we have for them have carbides on them. Um, so then we'll get them uh, tracking just fine, you know, but the, I 3D printed some mounts and um, in order to 3D print mounts that are gonna hold up, they, what we call infill, which is the internals, would have to be solid and then they get extremely heavy. So I'm having some custom fabbed up um, out of uh, aluminum and then that'll solve the ski mount problem, but they're probably not gonna be done until whenever he finishes them and so on and so forth. But so do you notice a pretty big difference between the ice and like just snow? Uh, the snow, you get more traction. The ice is actually fun. You know, because you can, well, so when our lake freezes completely without any snow on it, you can raise the wing up and you can just drive up and down the lake going back and forth and you're just drifting the whole time. Oh, because that cool. trike just wants to sit underneath that wing. So if you move that wing, that trike's going to just drift over and you just, <laughs> it's, it's actually kind of fun. Um, and, but the, uh, when you're landing, it's very smooth because you can be, you know, coming in, crabbing in sideways and you touch down and you just slide until the thing straightens out. So um, that part of it is actually, it, it, it just, you, we just play. And then we won't even hook up the wing and we'll go out there and just throttle around running the lakes. And then you just turn the front wheel sideways and hit the gas a little bit. And that, the front wheel will grab, but then the trike will start drifting and you just carry that drift all the way around the, I mean, totally not designed on what they're for, but that's you, fun. You got to You got to get one of those cameras that I know that you do that points down yeah. and then do the drifting. Yep. I bet that would be a really cool video. That would be. Hey, Tony, Tony Marzano says you need a set of chains. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. I never thought of that. How would that work on a trike? <laughs> you need, you need a big shovel on the front of your trike too. That way, you can. Uh, yeah. Snow. Yeah. There we go. Hi, Mike. Welcome. Hi Sorry so, about the uh, the whole mix-up thingy or whatever, but I'm glad you made it. It's all good. No worries. No worries. 
not good. Yeah, you don't have the cold like we do here. So yeah, what is it like a whole? What is it in California like sixty five? Sixty eight right now. Oh, oh, I feel so bad for you. <laughs> yeah, we've had some pretty good weather, but uh, we've had a lot of wind this year, so it's made yeah, our training a little that. difficult. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that. Okay, PPG Grandpa, take it away. <laughs> well, I guess we can start our podcast now. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Well, I'm glad that you joined us, Mike. Tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, when you start uh, when you start into paramotoring. Well, I started paragliding up in Washington back in early 2000 and then started paramotoring in 2004 and ended up buying the old paratoys in 2000, oh, July of 2005. And then we changed the name to Blackhawk because kind of didn't like the name paratoys. And then and we've you've just been taken off from there. And you've been doing Blackhawk ever since. Yep. So yeah, I was a builder architect for a lot of years and was always a fabricator. I used to build uh, drag race Harley frames and used to drag race Harleys and, and got into the fabrication there. And then once I picked this up, uh, figured that, you know, a good part of Paratoys needed to be rebuilt. So we went to the drawing boards and started coming up with new equipment and, and such. So when you first started building paramotors, did you have designs in your mind uh, from the ones that actually were awesome that you liked and tried to emulate them? Or were you just trying to go, hey, I want to do something completely different and uh, start from scratch? Well, the first thing was to learn the in, ins and outs, you know, of, of what makes a PPG fly properly. You know, torque, et cetera, is something that needed to be considered. Back then, we were mainly high hang points. Weight shift wasn't really a factor. And being a free flight pilot, I felt that, you know, if we had weight shift, it would be nice to, to add. Um, particularly those cross countries that we were starting to fly, you know, powered paragliders. Um, it's nice to be able to scotch over in the seat a little bit and negate your crosswind. Uh, so, you know, we knew that... Uh, that weight shift was definitely going to be coming on strong. So we kind of concentrated on that. The other thing was, you know, torque. Uh, we have several ways in which we've learned to balance the torque. The first one was our loop within a loop glider uh, riser system. And that's made a huge difference. Whether your motor torques to the right or the left, you can go to the blue shorter loop on one side or the red longer loop on the other. If your glider is pretty neutral, then you can fly in either the blue to allow your brakes to be closer or, or stick with the red. The difference uh, in length uh, between the two is only three quarters of an inch. So basically you're gonna pull your glider down three quarters of an inch. And uh, that does a lot to negate the torque without utilizing your trim settings. That's pretty interesting. So I'm sure that there's a lot of really interesting things that you learned throughout the uh, years of uh, looking at paramotors, uh, the different um, uh, hoop sizes and and uh, props and stuff. Have you dealt with any like uh, props that uh, change pitch? I know that they had something um, recently about um, making some props that can change pitch. Have you ever thought about that or tried to design something like that um, before it became a thing? 
not really. You know, you have that in, in a lot of airplanes, um, but it does add considerable weight in another maintenance item. In a lot of airplanes, that's run hydraulically, basically, you know, via oil pressure, allowing you to, to adjust the pitch of your prop. Um, I don't know if we really need that so much as perhaps concentrate more on electric power, you know? Ah, good, good thing to talk about electric power pair of motors. Um, have you designed any and what do you think about them? Well, I think that we had the most advanced one for sure. It was called the AMP. And that was like six or seven years ago now. We showcased it at Oshkosh. But again, the problem is your batteries. Until those batteries really start to improve, you're either going to add a lot of weight or batteries improve and you can have the same amount of weight and, and be able to fly for an hour, hour and 15 minutes. I know a lot of people advertise that they get an hour, but we have two fellas that are customers of ours that work at Tesla and we've experimented quite a bit and battery technology still needs to improve somewhat before you're honestly going to get that hour, hour and 15 minutes. Gosh, if we could get an hour and a half, that would be, be incredible. But you're still looking also like at an 18 horsepower or so engine. So for somebody 150, 160, 170 pounds, that will be adequate. But if you're looking at somebody that's 200 pounds, 220 pounds, um, uh, not so good, you know. Um, the other idea was, you know, the popular popularity of trikes and quads. We sell a lot of quads and trikes. And there you can carry a uh, larger battery capacity, but you do need that bigger horsepower engine too. So it's kind of a double-edged sword in a way. Uh, again, when battery technology improves, which I think in the next few years, we're probably going to see something really makes a significant change. Um, I think we're kind of uh, stuck for now. The other thing to consider too is the mining, you know, for these lithium ion, the phosphate, et cetera. There's only one mine in the United States and it's a pretty small one. We're getting most of our battery materials from China. Um, right now, that might not be such a great situation. We really need to start looking out for uh, acquiring our own energy or meeting our own energy needs um, regarding batteries, because we all know electric vehicles are going to be a big, a big, uh, a big item in the coming years. Same for PPG. I think we're all going to be electric. It's electric. No, I mean, well, <laughs> you know, we have a four stroke, you know, the only four stroke and it is an awesome engine. It's fuel injected. It's water cooled. It still has a clutch. It's, made by Helvenco, the Aero 1000. And uh, that motor is burning less than a gallon an hour. Uh, how do you beat that? It's 35 horsepower. And then the new HO version for our new Bush Dog uh, trike is 39 and a half horsepower. And uh, right now we're just finishing flying and testing that. I am maintaining straight and level flight at 2,600 RPMs. Four blade prop. 160 wow. uh, centimeter, so roughly 60 inches long. That's it's crazy. I landed and we had to check the tack. I couldn't believe that that motor and that prop configuration were working so well together. But we'll be advertising that shortly. Um, just playing around, uh, we pulled off a 15 foot takeoff in about three mile an hour wind. 
with it and landings of five foot. So we, we're calling it our stole. It's called the Bush Dog, D-A-W-G. And we're treating it like a stole short takeoff or landing PPG. That's really interesting. You'll see the videos. It's pretty, pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. It's got these giant Tundra tires. It's pretty cool. Nice. Anybody on the panel have any uh, questions for Mike? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Mike. Uh, with respect to PPG training, uh, how are you seeing the growth of the sport? It's it's really hard to say. That's really a good question because there's so many people popping up with instructor certificates and a lot of them that aren't getting their instructor certificates are still throwing a shingle out, so to speak, to become a trainer. And in a way, it's kind of becoming like a Starbucks where people are starting to expect a PPG guy in every town. Uh, the problem is, is we're getting a lot of phone calls uh, from people, customers who are really unhappy. So I think that allowing so many or having so many people selling gear. Um, of course, many of them haven't really been flying that long, but they're talking like they're as knowledgeable as Boeing. Um, is becoming a problem. We've had a lot of people travel great distances in a very short period of time trying to get training that we're actually somewhere else. So didn't mean to go negative, but I, to answer your question, honestly, with all of those people popping up, it's kind of hard to say. We're averaging about 204 students a year at Blackhawk at the home facility um, over the last three years. And last year we're, we're averaging about the same, but we get people from all over the world traveling to the mothership, so to speak. So I think that our draw is a little bit outside of the U.S. at times. That answer your question, kind of. Yeah, it did. Thanks. I've got one more question, and that is, uh, uh, when I was first looking into the sport, I remember watching. I'm pretty sure it was one of your videos where you were talking about the average age of the person who, who wanted to uh, learn to fly a paramotor. And I think it was 52 or somewhere thereabouts. It was 52 Does that ring a bell, then. That video? Oh yeah. Yeah. It was like 52 then yeah. and now it's 56. And you know, what's strange is no the weight then was 52 and the weight was 225. Now it's 56 and the weight's about 215. So somebody might be getting in a little better shape at an older age. I don't know, but anyway, yeah. Well, America wheels, is getting you know? healthier. America is getting healthier and older. Yep, the, we learned about keto. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Mike, I got a question about that. You were talking about that four stroke. So the four strokes, you know, a lot of people do know that they do get better fuel economy. So you just pitched your prop for a lower RPM because your, your, your torque is in the lower end of that, um, of the, or the lower Our, RPM? Well, not on that particular engine I was describing. That was the first time that we'd flown that particular engine. And yes, we configured mathematically what prop we, we could or should be using on it. But our max RPM on that engine is 9,500. Wow, we did not expect step. to be running such low RPM. And so I called Andre at Helbanco and said, hey, I says, I'm running 2,600 to maintain straight level flight. 
again, we should probably look at the size of the glider. We're running a really efficient Verve, which is made by Velocity. It's our heavy lift gliders. They come in 34 meter, 39, 42, and 44. And so I only weigh like a buck 70. So I flew it with a 39 meter. The unit itself weighs about 195 pounds, you know, with the bigger tires and all of that. So that plus my weight. And so perhaps the glider was, was on the large side, but that same configuration with our other Helbanco motor, not being the brush dog, not the big prop, not the higher horsepower, I was around 5,700. Okay. And what's your all up weight with that trike? It's about 190 pounds plus my 170. Okay. So right. I called El Banco and I said, hey, he said, check your tack. And I said, no, with tax fine, we're idling at 2000 RPM. Hmm. You know, so the tax fine, I go, is it okay to run this engine at such a low RPM? He says, you're not going to hurt it. You know, how's your temperatures? Our temperatures were 138 degrees. So, so they would like to see your temperature. Pardon me? What's your reduction? What's your reduction on that? I'd have to look and see the bottom pulley was 50 millimeter. I don't know what the total reduction is. We'd experimented with two different reduction pulleys. Um, but for that particular profit was the 50 millimeter lower. And that's all I can remember right now. It wasn't the office. So you're I could actually check running for about. You. Yeah. Not yeah. just curious. So you're actually running a belt drive and not a gearbox drive on that. It's a belt drive with a clutch. With a clutch. With the clutch. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Um, so, you know, Helbanko's testing of this motor at their facility was 276.8 pounds of thrust. Wow. Pretty, pretty, wow. pretty big. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. And, and, but, for uh, people that don't know, like me, what is the actual thrust of maybe a Moster 185 so we can kind of understand the difference? They vary on your thrust difference. You know, I'm sorry, they vary on your prop, you know, differences. Some guys are running some pretty big props. I think a fair uh, Moster assessment would be about 160, 165. So double that. Okay. So, Mike, these units, they're definitely not compatible for foot launch then, huh? No, it's too too big and way too – somebody kill yourself. We've got a guy that wants to break the altitude record, you know, going up to a certain altitude. Um, this motor will do it, especially being um, uh, fuel-injected. But – He'll be, he's a, he's a strong kid. He'll, and I say kid, cause he's only like 28 years old, you know, only buddy dumb enough to try something like that, but um, he'll do it. It's, it's Brandon Thompson, one of our instructors. He's a good pilot and a strong kid. You better do it while he's, while he's fearless. I know. Huh? <laughs> That'd be somebody yeah. else coming along. <laughs> reality for the most part the only people really getting hurt in this sport are the younger younger guys are being a little uncautious or too prideful it's a pretty safe sport don't you think yeah. i think so i'm more scared landing the damn airplane on huh, woody 
<laughs> with proper, Woody's coming with over the threshold of 70. Is, is a, yeah, no shit. <laughs> I am too. Uh, the private pilot's license that I'm working on now, uh, I never quite understood it in the beginning when people say, well, I fly a plane, why can't I fly a PPG? Well, now that you I've got now. my toes wet with private pilot's license, the only thing that's similar is when you're up there in the air flying. Take, you know, takeoff's different, landing's different, everything's just different. Uh, what, a, what an awakening moment for me, to say the least. Uh, total yeah. different realm, total different world. You, you come but across the threshold it. at 25 miles it. an hour on your PPG and 70 miles an hour in a 172. <laughs> it feels like you're doing 150, well, doesn't it? And you know, I'm telling you, you, you hit the nail on the head because that's where I'm struggling a little bit. Now I've got my trike. And uh, so, yeah, I'm landing faster on my trike because I don't have to worry about my legs giving out on me. But coming in on that 172, that Cessna, coming in at, you know, 70 mile an hour, it's like, oh, shit, <laughs> excuse my French, but damn, we're, we're cooking. <laughs> yeah, you feel like it's so way I'm, more than 70. I'm having, I'm having a big learning curve right now with landing this uh, 172. I'm, I'm having some issues. But I've got a good instructor. She'll get me there. Uh, she told me I'm close to solo already. I told her. I said, no, I'm not. <laughs> she says, yes, you are. I says, trust me, no, I'm not. <laughs> so That's we're, we're, having, we're, we're having fun with it, though. That's the important part. Yeah. We're having a lot of fun. Um, so one thing y'all maybe question, haven't really question, talked about. Yeah, go ahead. No. Well, I was going to ask you on that thrust. Are you getting so much more thrust out of that because you're running a 160 prop? I mean, of course, bigger prop, you're going to get more thrust. Do you think that's also contributing to running lower RPMs because you're running a oh, bigger definitely. prop? Definitely, but it's also the horsepower of the engine. It picked up four and a half horse. And yeah. I cannot believe this engine likes that horsepower. It really does. It's, it's not giving me any, any, any indication otherwise. It was so smooth through the RPM, full RPM range. In the video we'll be putting out, I said, okay, I'm talking, you know, in my uh, vlogger helmet. And I said, okay, I'm going to go ahead and go full power. Oh, hell no. Hell no. I went to like 60% and I was staring straight up. My glider really dropped back. And I'm like, damn, I do not really feel comfortable hammering that thing. But remember, the reason for that particular unit is, Woody, you know how many big guys we sell to. The big boy club is yeah. 290 plus. So we've got yeah. guys that are essentially flying a tandem all the time. Um, and then yeah. uh, look at tandems now are a little bit more available to people. So what a wonderful, you know, uh, aircraft to be doing tandems in. It's super quiet. I can talk to you like we're talking right now. And with that engine running, yeah. there is no issues. So and the fact that... None of these new two strokes out even have fuel injection is nuts. Right. I agree. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Of course, there's the only company making fuel injection. Yeah. So not comparing apples to apples is more like a little bit of apples to oranges, but my new trike, I'm running a 503 Rotax on it with a three blade 160 
160 prop on it. And uh, mm -hmm. I have yet to go full throttle because it's scarier than hell. <laughs> and my, my cruise speed is nowhere close to where yours is, but my cruise speed is less than half throttle just on cruise. Yeah. So I understand what you're talking about, the amount of thrust and the lower RPMs. And yeah, if you, I, ha I haven't done full throttle because it's just like you're staring up at the sky. It's like you're going to fall backwards out of the sky. There's so much power yeah. there. So I, I definitely yeah. understand where you're coming from on that. Absolutely. Yeah. But it's, it's nice. If you got, if you need the power, you got it. <laughs> that's, that's true. That's true. But again, the video we'll be putting out is, is pretty cool. And I think it'll put a lot of this conversation in, in perspective, but yes, the bigger prop makes a difference. The horsepower, four and a half horsepower more makes a big difference. And EPROP is who manufactured the four blade for us. Um, not comparing it to another four blade. Uh, I think they, I think they did a really good job. <laughs> the balance on it's beautiful. Uh, there's no laps in any of the thrust. It spools up super quick. Um, yep. I think they did a great job. We'll have Helix take a crack so at it because as some of you may know, we have a four blade Helix prop that we use on the lesser horsepower version. So I'll talk to Bjorn and see if we can't put together a Helix uh, 160 and see see how that well, runs as well. Now, I don't know about the four blade, but that's what I'm running on my Rotax is a three blade 160 mm -hmm. Helix. And uh, I yep. really, I really like it. There's a, there's a lot of oomph behind that one. So are you running a hand throttle or are you running a foot throttle on your trike? We're on running your, still hand name? throttles. Oh, are you still really? Hand. Okay. Yeah. Just, just curious because yeah. mine's a foot throttle and I haven't decided mm -hmm. if I like it or not yet. So I'm just, I I'm just, just curious about that. We've thought about it for some of the handicapped people that we've done units for we've had to go to a foot throttle me personally i just kind of feel that there's more dexterity in your fingertips because we are more of a precision pilot here you know or close proximity type of pilot and i just like that feeling in my in my fingers versus my feet but you know yeah. to each is his own yeah well i haven't got used to the foot throttle yet i'm still i'm still all about the hand throttle but that's what I've been flying for five years now. So I don't know if I'm just going to continue with the foot throttle or if I want to try and switch it to a hand throttle. Because uh, well, you can know. always switch it and spoiled. switch it I back. Like the hand throttle. Switch it back. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Awesome stuff. Um, to everybody watching, has anybody really thought about or discussed the availability of titanium? I think just I'm going to jump in here a little bit. I know there's been some talk across Facebook and I know a dealer that's a good friend of mine up here in Northern Indiana. So it is a concern on some people's minds right now. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen, but it is something that started coming to the table for discussion at this point in time. That's all I can tell you that I know of right now. They're mm -hmm. starting to think about it. Well, Russia is the manufacturer of the decent quality titanium. China's titanium is kind of like their aluminum. It's not very good. Um, and I don't know with regards to everything that's going on right now, whether we want to deal with either country. 
but my sources are telling me that there's there's going to be a problem here and so many of these manufacturers now well you know many manufacturers i don't know if i want to call them a manufacturer but they're getting their frames and everything from russia or the ukraine yeah yeah i think it's hopefully going to become hopefully things get ironed out there's a couple of questions in the chat sean all right go ahead uh, well, one is a statement from John Wayne. He says, hey, Mike, thanks for help getting a solo. So passing that on to you. And, awesome. Yeah. Tony Marzano uh, is wondering, will the trike fit any motor? Right now, the trike fits. If we're talking about the Low Boy 3, right now it fits the Corsair Black Bull, of which we've only sold two everybody is going with the four stroke the difference in price is about three grand heck just the fuel injection is worth that um then of course you have to consider the fact that it's a four stroke versus a two stroke if somebody has something specific like uh like the Polini, for instance um we can build a mount plate for that that will fit on that motor or will fit on the motor and fit on the low boy three okay and Daniel Roush, Roush, I think I said it right. Anytime, uh, anything new for this year's fly-in at the Black Hawk Ranch? No, we've really, um, I won't say downsize the fly-in. We're not doing the promotion that we used to do. Uh, we don't charge anything. And California law kind of sucks. As in, if somebody gets hurt and they paid a fee, uh, it, it leaves me really hanging out there and I can't do that to the ranch, so to speak. So we don't charge anybody. We still bring in the sandy cans, but as far as the events and stuff like that, that we used to have, uh, we don't do that anymore. Um, and we're just allowing people to come out there and fly a beautiful part of the country. It's, it's still one of my very favorite places to fly. There's so many places that you can go. Right on. Um, yeah, you know, we're about, we're entering the flying season, the official, I guess, you know, the warmer weather and everything. And um, it, it, it's a time when gear can be kind of difficult to get your hands on, you know, when you order something. I mean, it's, it's going to increase in, in the length of time it takes to get something. So, yeah, um, someone said in the chat, well, let's just, well, no, Bill H said, let's just make them out of aluminum. And yeah, I mean, we all know the advantages or the disadvantages of, of each type of metal, but uh, it may come to that. But I mean, aluminum's still a metal and I don't know where y'all get the aluminum from, but uh, is that any better than the titanium as far as its availability? Yes. Yeah, I, I can pick up aluminum right here in the US with no problem from aluminum manufacturers. Um, our, our shop is in Poland and we're not having any problem. Um, we're not using titanium simply because if you really look down at it or look at it weight wise, you can go to slightly larger diameter aluminum from what people are using in titanium. And the difference is only grams, yet the strength um, is minimalized. It's the Kestrel V3 is an extremely strong frame. Um, on the Kestrel, for instance, the fact that we the net is tightened by two different cords 
you know, in the circumference versus one. I can't believe how much difference that makes in strengthening the diaphragm of the hoop itself. More people should do that because it, that net is strong. It's, it's like nailing off plywood for, you know, seismic or hurricane, right? If it's nailed off properly with the correct number of nails, it becomes extremely strong. And the netting is the same thing. It, it really strengthens the diaphragm. So I and Mike Gambrel, we've never really figured out why it was going to be an advantage to go to titanium. Um, also, we like to powder coat our stuff. You know, we powder coat everything a metallic, whether it be blue, orange, the matte black, um, red, green. People get to choose some different colors. And that's why Parajet, you know, does their net deal with that um, vinyl uh, wrap around the hoop so that they can add some color to it and it looks good for five hundred dollars it should it should look good <laughs> i had a fair to say <laughs> <laughs> well right on thanks Again, for that blackhawks our philosophy and i'm not trying to sell anything you guys but our philosophy has always been try to keep the pricing down as low as you can so more people can enjoy the sport i'd rather go with the volume to pay the bills than than anything else. Excellent. I think we're you know, during COVID, during COVID, we came up with two new gliders, a new the Elite Pro frame, which is part carbon and part aluminum. We worked with Corsair and came up with the fuel injection for the 172, which by the way is working phenomenally. Um, and we we came up with a new um, uh, the part of the Aero 1000 with Helbanco, the new redrive system and all, which really helped that motor. So we we're pretty busy during COVID. That's good. Seriously. Sounds like it. Well, <clears throat> I, I think water. it's some of our, so some of the suppliers out there in the industry are having a hard time with materials right now because they didn't buy materials and other people did such as gliders, you know, I mean, look at look at ozone's lead times. Is it gone because they sold so many gliders? Eh, it's because they didn't buy them enough material when they should have. Yeah, they didn't have the stock. Right. Walter, do you We You're can't hear you, Walter. No, he's not on mute. We just can't hear oh. you. Your oh. microphone's not working, buddy. Well, get it fixed. And... Hey, Mike. Yeah. Well, Walter's trying to figure out his microphone, I want to ask. So, not taking any way, anything away from anybody, Vitarazzi has a really good parts network out there right now. Uh, you can buy a lot of parts from different places. Have you gotten to where your parts network is uh, coming along a lot better than what it used to be? Uh, can you get a lot of parts from a lot of different dealers now, as opposed to say five years ago when it wasn't quite as well, uh, quite as good? Well, HE was a difficult company to work with and uh, the parts availability, what they said would be available and what we actually received was never what we ordered and paid for, that was a problem. And, you know, it was tough uh, dropping them, um, but that's what we did. And now that we're dealing with, working with Vitarazzi and with Corsair, 
uh, it's definitely gotten better. Both companies are, are, have been wonderful, wonderful to deal with. Um, awesome. I like Corsair. I'm not saying I'm choosing Corsair, but I'm saying that what I like about them is that they've authorized us to, to make the warranty calls. And Alberto, the owner of Corsair, is a wonderful, wonderful guy. And he said, basically, Mike, if it's a gray area, take care of the customer. And, you know, I have to be respectful to both because if I'm giving warranty stuff away all the time, pretty soon they're going to scratch their head and say, okay, why? You know, but so far it's worked out wonderfully. Um, He's been, and Evelyn, the gal that we deal with uh, most there, she's, she's awesome. My son and I are actually going to go to Italy and and visit both factories uh, here in June. You gonna fly that 172 over there? Yeah, fly and go show Vitarazzi. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> I heard well, I, I tell you. Well, they're, they're Corsairs. Corsairs uh, Cor- uh, EFI is working very, very well. Um, very well. Uh, but the only problem is, is we got to find a way to get the cost down because. Who is going to add $2,000 to the cost of their motor uh, for EFI? So we're scratching our heads on that one. And Alberto's doing his best to figure out what he can do. But how much is the factory R now? Yeah. Very true. You know, isn't it about a couple grand or $1,700 more? Hey, I think Walter's trying to chime in here somewhere. Go for it, Walter. I don't hear anything. I heard it and then he went away. Walter, type it on chat. Type it over here on the chat message. Because we still can't hear you. Well, at least we know tomorrow we're going to have problems with our internet. <laughs> That's right. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Why? I guess I haven't heard something. He's in Australia. He's tomorrow. Oh, oh, gotcha. Oh, Walter. I, I know Walter. Good guy. He's, he's tomorrow and upside down, so. <laughs> True. He must have a new computer or something. Well, he needs a microphone. Maybe, huh? Well, it was working earlier. It just was so quiet. Sorry, Walter. We'll try again later. You can always type it in the chat, bud. And it's good to see you, Walter. Yep. Sugar. (laughs) (laughs) That for me? (laughs) Bill H said, Bill H in the chat said, I thought I seen EFI uh, was fifteen hundred bucks back in twenty nineteen. That's what I thought. I thought it was like fifteen hundred bucks. 
um, back when um, Aviator was talking about it a lot. Yeah. Well, one fella came out with the, uh, I don't recall his name. I don't think he's in our sport anymore, but he came out with it and was uh, selling it to Aviator. But by it? the time you add the stuff you needed for it, you're still about 1800 bucks. But that's not the sophisticated system that, that Corsair has. Corsair's is, is, is pretty nice looking. I can, maybe on the next show, I can post you guys some pictures of it. Um, yeah. I just mean, you know, it was 1500 and it's only 2000 now. I mean, that's, that's uh, still, a, you know, understandable. Yeah, but when the engine dang engines are twenty six, twenty eight hundred dollars, and then you're adding, you know, EFI for two. Like I said, I'm, I always look at the bottom line for everybody. I try to keep the prices where as many people can afford them as possible. And we add another two grand to the cost of our paramotor. Uh, it's kind of getting up there. If we don't pressure ourselves to keep the prices down, then they're just going to go crazy, right? Yeah. Well, I we, mean. It's it's still a good extra to get. I mean, you know, you have that choice of getting EFI, which I think would be really awesome because I would have chosen to try some EFI on my Moster 185. Um, mm -hmm. But, um, you know. I, I can't tell you if the power is any more necessarily. I can tell you that the fuel mileage is better. I can tell you that I can start that thing with a quarter of a pull. It starts instantly. And it runs like it's electric. Any issues with pipiness or anything like that are just wiped out. It's like an electric paramotor. Pulls from the basement to the attic. It to would me, be I think it'd be worth it. It would be sweet to get rid of a carburetor. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> we do have uh, uh, Walter's question in the chat. And he, was, he said, Mike, $3,000 more than other engines. Time between overhaul, 1,000 hours, great value. Well, the overhaul period is probably going to be around 700, 750 hours. Um, my personal one went to 710. Um, I'd put a clutch in it, a couple belts, a map sensor. Um, I think that was it. Uh, and it went to one of our dealers and he's hasn't asked for any parts and I know he's flying it. So it's doing well, but realistically figure between five and 700 hours and uh, the overhaul for the entire engine is only 1800 bucks. Hmm. So basically we take your block in, we give you a new rebuilt one. You throw your, your valve cover, stuff like that on it and you go fly it. That answer your question. <laughs> Good. All right. Any other questions in the panel? I think we covered them. I think so. So, uh, Mike, tell us a little bit about um, uh, how we can get up with you and uh, look at your company and all the cool stuff that you sell. Well, our website's pretty cool, I think, and it's uh, blackhawkparamotor.com blackhawkparamotor.com and if you have any questions uh, we answer our phones we have people in the office we have an engine uh, shop uh, we have a part shop so whatever you need you 
guys give us a call. Try not to use social media because we are so busy to monitor Instagram, Facebook, et cetera, et cetera. It's really difficult. Um, a simple phone call. I love to talk on the phone because you get more accomplished and you answer, are able to answer more questions or you're able to figure out what might really be wrong with, let's say, a particular situation that the guy might have or gal might have. Um, might be something altogether different than what they thought it was. So we can solve problems easy on the phone um, or just use the email. Awesome. Any other questions in the chat or anything like that? Did I miss anything? There is one more. Uh, I think I did miss it. Bill H. Let's see. Uh, what is Solo 210 for $200? please. I don't know if that makes, I don't know if I'm, I'm catching on to that. Anybody? <laughs> well, what was the question? I, 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 I didn't understand it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what is, okay. What is solo 210? And then it says for $200. Sounds like he's trying to buy a solo 210 for $200. I don't know. I'm sorry. I, Important. I, oh, Nick was replying to Bill H. So we have to scroll up to see what Bill H said. I see what you're saying. Oh, okay. I thought Nick was, was pointing out that we missed a question from Bill H and he was reposting it. Nick. You always getting me into trouble. Looks <laughs> <laughs> like we got Shannon Brooks in the hood. Anybody else jump on that I did not say hello to? Bill H, if I missed your question, there's a lot to read here. If you could repost it, I'd appreciate it. <laughs> what you Shannon? Have? Shannon's on there. Where that will? Okay. Yo, Shannon. Up? <laughs> Scott Starbeck. Cool. There's a lot of chatting. Thank you, chatters. I love my chatters. You know yeah, yeah. On Monday night. Yeah, and if you miss a question, you got a lot to freaking read yeah. through. You know? <laughs> I'm, scrolling. <laughs> I'm scrolling up. I'm like, did I really not see all this? It's just really, it's really hard to to watch the chat and uh, see what's yeah. going on here and behind our scenes on on the Zoom side. It's it's a lot of stuff going on. Awesome. I can't see the chat from here. That's why you don't see me like, oh, wait, he said this or that. Because, you know, I'd be all over it. And you'd be so like, you okay, Linda, we'll get it chat. in a minute. <laughs> Travis D says, if y'all want to know something about paramotors from the beginning to now, just ask Bill H. Oh, well, then. That's what he said. Just ask Bill. He could have his own show. He just ask Bill. There you go. I've asked Bill to come on the show, so I'm still waiting for him to say uh, yeah. You come need on both, Grandpa. You need both. I know. You know. I'm like so over it now. I am. Whenever you want to jump on here, just let me know. That's right. <laughs> you know where to find me, Bill H. You know where I'm at. Hello. <laughs> All right. 
So, do we miss anything, uh, Mike? Is there anything that you uh, want to talk about uh, before we head on out? Oh, thanks for having me on the show. And if anybody ever has any questions, feel free to give me a call. Absolutely. I got Bill H.'s question. Okay. Uh, Sorry. (laughs) He says, did Mike say any... Uh, anyone can come to the ranch and fly. So I guess he was wanting that to be clarified. Everybody is welcome to come out to the ranch and fly. There you go, Bill H. Okay, so I'll bring my horse then. I can't fly, but I can bring a horse. Oh, oh, Walter wants to go. Walter wants to come (laughs) there. So when and where is... Flying. Yeah, when and where is this? Yeah, it's April 21st through the 24th. You guys can come in before. You can stay after. We don't care. Typically, there is a couple hundred pilots there or 150 pilots there. Um, It's a cross-country dream place to fly. There's like seven lakes you can fly to. It's rolling hills uh, with scattered oak trees. Um, The location is at the Black Hawk Ranch. It's on the website, 8591. Hogan Dam Road, Valley Springs, California, 95252. All you need to do is sign a waiver when you get there and and uh, go fly. Hey, right. I, I'd go there and never come back, probably. <laughs> a lot of gals, they come with their husbands and they bring their horses and they oh, go ride. Interesting. Well, I would bring Lots a horse. Bring a horse. <laughs> <laughs> we can we can't hear Walter. He's doing a great job, and I, I, I can I can yeah. understand everything you're saying, Walter. <laughs> I like horses better than husbands. Okay, at this point, yeah, very, I said it. I said it. Yeah. <laughs> Walter. <laughs> Walter's entertaining this right now. Yeah. If you, if if y'all are listening to this on your favorite podcasting app, you got to come over to iFlyParamotors.com and uh, watch this episode. It is absolutely hilarious. Yeah. The later it gets, the more, you know, slap happy we all get. And we just do our thing, right? There you go. Absolutely. Say whatever. And Walter is even doing a little heart thing with his uh, with his hands. Aww. Aww. Hey, Woody. Yeah. Keep me posted on your PPL. I will. I've got to take a break somewhere. I lost the screen. I don't know where you guys are, but I can hear you. Uh, well, we can see. I've got to go back on the road. I've got to get on the road and make some money because. Uh, Flying is expensive, and I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> it's just, it's expensive. Uh, between right. my PPG, but, you know, at my age, and I don't have nothing else to do, What you know, why not? So, ten and a half hours in, solo's coming soon, but I got to get on the road and make a little money first, and this summer I'll come back and hopefully get my solo in and and go ahead and get my test taken and, and uh, be well on my way to having that check ride and uh, seeing the world from a, another perspective. So it's, it's a lot of fun. And I tell you, Did you get your medical, sir? Um, 
Not yet. I've got a, I'm going to miss my doctor before I go on the road. So when I get back, I've got to get on that. Um, I've talked to them and medical does not seem to be an issue uh, at all. So that I'm, I'm not he too worried about to be, that. Uh, he needs to be an FAA medical examiner. Do you know that? Okay. He's an FAA medical examiner. He's uh, I know our particular flight school, they all send him to him because he's not out to fail you. He's out to help you get your medical, which is a good thing. Right. Because there are a well, lot right. of people who don't pass their medical. So right, yeah, right that's, now, that's a good thing. Right now, they're really backed up. So get your medical done as soon as you can, because without that card, you can't solo. Yeah, I've already got all the paperwork filled out. When, gee whiz, FAA's interesting, trying to do all this paperwork online. But yeah, I've got all that done. So it's just a matter yeah, of going to see him. Then we're... Oh, there's nothing more bureaucratic than the FAA. Yeah, well... So just so if anybody's curious, uh, even if you don't pass your medical, you can still uh, go down to LSA where you, it's not required to have a medical, but you're just not going to be able to take passengers up and do the things you want to do. Um, you're going to be in your, uh, you know, LSA aircraft, your stole aircraft, basically. So there's other there's other options out there. Sport pilot license. I guess that's the easiest way for people to understand your sport pilot license. You don't have to have the medical that you do for your PPL. So that you know, there's other options if if you think you can't pass a medical, which is a good thing. Right. So it's a uh, it's fun. So if anybody's ever looking into flying a, a real airplane instead of a parachute, it's another challenge to learn something. Uh, really fun lot very interesting and i think the best advice i can give to anybody is check out your flight schools and find a flight instructor that you like working with i think that's key just like in what we're doing in pg research your instructors find an instructor in a school that you get along with you have good rapport and you won't have any problems so, agree a lot of fun yeah, a lot of fun. Sounds awesome. Huh? So, sounds awesome. Hey, um, Jim's got to go, so we're going to wish uh, Jim uh, a little farewell. So farewell, Jim. Thank you for joining us tonight farewell, on, Jim. on the podcast. Uh, keep sniffing that uh, amazing... Uh, maple, <laughs> maple money you have in Canada, eh? Uh, love it. So before you go, uh, where can we find you as far as your paramotor shenanigans? And you also do some cool stuff like uh, print out paramotor calendars and stuff for us. Uh, tell us a little bit about that before you go. Gotcha. I can help you with any of your printing needs. I've got uh, multiple machines and fun tools around here to make all sorts of things. And uh, you can get a hold of me at carepp.com. I have shipped as far as Australia down there. And uh, I, if you want to check out my paramotor shenanigans, so to speak, uh, carepp.com. Check it out. Thank you, guys. Awesome. It was a great show. Really appreciated talking to you, Mike and Woody. 
Really enjoyed it. Awesome. Thank well, you. thank you, Jim. And I've got to get going as well, you guys. Sounds Thanks, good. Mike. Sounds Thanks, good. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank you so much, uh, Mike. We appreciate you. I guess we'll we'll just call this the uh, call this the end. Um, wait a minute. What does that say down there? Love Canada, Love Canada. eh? A? Love Canada, a? eh? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, Mike and Woody, it was great having you on the show. Thanks, Mike, appreciate you. Thanks, yeah, guys. Thank you. So enjoyed enjoyed fun. being able to stop in and say hi. Sure. Don't yeah. be stranger. Yeah, come on over anytime on Monday nights. You know how to you know how to jump on now. Yep. <laughs> yeah, now I do. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mike. All right. Appreciate you. All right. I'm signing out too. Thanks, Woody. Enjoyed it. You jumping Thanks, on, buddy. A lot of fun. Yes, sir. And we'll be we'll be in touch with y'all. Take care. Have a good See week. On the flip side. All right. Later, Woody. Yes, Thanks. Indeed. Peace out. All right. Yeah. Seems yeah. like everybody's uh, leaving us. So, uh, Will Fly, um, tell us a little bit about um, your Paramotion Agons and how to find you on the interweb. Yeah, man, you can find me on YouTube under Will Fly or just go to willflyppg.com. And looks like Nick Griffith gave us a nice donation. Oh, did he? I did not see. Thank yeah, you very much. Nick. Appreciate thank it. You, oh, thank you. I still love you guys. Aw. Well, we still <laughs> love you too. <laughs> Can't wait to go flying with you again. It's been a minute. Yeah, man. Bad apples. Bad apples. <laughs> Definitely got to go to Bad Apples. Got to, got to, got to. And um, let's see. I guess we can uh, chat with Jade real quick. Um, you got a show on Tuesday, a show on Will Fry. <laughs> Are you? He's Chinese now. Will Fry. Hey, uh, so um, Flying Flamingo Jade, you have a show that comes on on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Well, your husband on Tuesday, you on Wednesdays, but tell us a little bit about that real quick before you head on out. Tuesday, um, Tuesday night hangouts will, um, I think they're, they've got a really good, um, guest possibly on this week, pending the weather, Kyle O. And if Kyle can't come on, um, they've got a backup oh. and Wednesday, Wednesday night, um, paramotor girl, um, with girls just want to fly. We have a skydiver this week. She is actually flying back from Panama right now from a skydiving event. Her name is Ellen Pulford and, uh, she's got a great life story and, um, which I'm interested to hear. I've just been kind of doing some of my own research on her and asked if she would share that information so hopefully she will um tell everything about herself um got great videos of her and pictures and excited to to meet her yeah sounds fun yeah wait can't wait girlfriend that's awesome so tuesday it's ppg lear l-e-a-r.com yep. and then on wednesdays it's paramotorgirl.com correct all right and we also got uh, Linda Anderson, ParamomUSA.com. If you want to be oh, on our show, <laughs> I'm That's trying, so. I'm trying not to, <laughs> okay, come on, <laughs> nice. 
Come on. Guys. I don't have no tattoos. <laughs> Trying to close this up here. Uh, Lynn Anderson, uh, ParamomUSA.com. If you want to get on the show, just get up with her. Just go to ParamomUSA.com. Uh, thank you so much, Linda Anderson, for being on the show. And you got a famous son that uh, does a podcast on Thursdays. Tell us a little bit about that. Of course I do. Of course I do, darling. Robert Michaels, the awesomest. ParaglidingChalk.com on Thursday night. He always has like really cool guests. You never know when. Sometimes the last minute, I'm like, what's going on? He'll be like, well, I'll, I'll get with you in a minute. I got, you know, I got this guest coming on and he makes it work. And there you go. A lot of fun. Got a great group, group of guys on there. And yeah, it's a lot of fun. So I'll see you all on Thursday night. Awesome. Walter, go ahead. Tell us. Oh, you can't tell us nothing. <laughs> but he did make signs. He has he signs. signs. Gramps, Gramps, love you. <laughs> Do not ever play charades with Walter. He will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. Sounds like. No, this was a lot of. This was fun tonight. Yeah, I had a really good time. Um, too yeah. bad that uh, Mike could have made it on earlier, but, you know, totally yeah. understand. Um, yeah. Things do happen. But we talked about paramotors, and that's what we love to yeah. do. So every Monday night on clearproptv.com, paratalk.org, and PPG Grandpa's Paramotor Podcast, we always <laughs> talk about paramotors on Monday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Um, wait a minute. 8 p.m. Wait a minute. 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern. Did I get that right? Did I do that right? I sure hope I did. After three years, I should know that. <laughs> Anybody want to say anything before? Hey, look at PPG Grandpa stickers he has down under from tomorrow. He got some stickers. Which reminds me, if you guys want stickers, clearproptv.com stickers and all sorts of other things, we got Paris Swag stickers, clearproptv stickers. And we normally do the spinning wheel of winning things, but you guys can always just text me, uh, 501-747-3558. Yes, that is my real phone number. And just text me your name and your address and say, hey, I watched your show and I want some free stickers. Send them to me, please. I will send them to you. No problem. There you go. That's, That's nice. That's it. it. It's it's fun to do. It really is. It's fun to send out stickers. Got a ton of them. Need to send yeah. them out. So you guys just text me. Um, what is that? Paramotor Pilot. That's yeah. That's a cool. Uh, that's a patch, isn't it? Yeah. It's a kangaroo patch. Very cool. Very cool. I saw the kangaroo in it. He's uh, showing us. Are are these uh, stickers? Par another Paramotor Pilot sticker. Yep. Patch. That's a patch. See? Patch. You know, he's doing the sewing. And I'm telling you, man, he is a freaking charade king. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's got a second win there because, you know, he just had his coffee and everything. So he's ready to go. And we're all like ready to call it a night. And he has all of day. his wind because he's not talking. Yeah, that's well, right. That's cool. yeah. I like that. Where'd you get that sticker? It's not a sticker, it's a patch. Yeah, but where did he get, get that patch? That's cool, the trike one. I've never seen that. 
He says, smile. He says, smile.amazon.com. <laughs> okay, then. I'll have to get one. That's pretty cool. They're all, they're all over the place. Well, anyways, it is okay. 9.30 already. So we've been talking since 7, and it's 9.30? It's 10.30 here. So, who does know. that? That's insane. Um, Jade doesn't go that long, right? Jade, you're just an hour girl. She's on mute. She doesn't want to talk to us. There she is. Yeah, if I got good good content and my co-hosts and guests have more wind, we will try to go longer, but we usually fizzle out, especially like last week. Right, Walter? We had to cut it short. Walter fizzled out. <laughs> Walter fizzled out. <laughs> Walter fizzled out. Sorry, Walter. Fizzled out. That's funny. We can hear you fine. What are you talking about? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're just kidding. We can't hear you. Wish we could. <laughs> that would have been a cruel joke. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what? All night you heard me? Darn it. <laughs> He was like, maybe I shouldn't have tooted back here. Maybe you could have heard me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Gramps. Does it say clamps? Yeah. Gramps. Is that ramp? Gramps. Gramps. Gramps? <laughs> I can't read Australian oh. writing, apparently. Backwards. Grumps? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Call me a grump. Grump Paul. I'm a grumpy grump. Mm -hmm. um, man, All right, I, had, I had so much uh so much fun. Thank you guys so much. Uh, make sure you give us the thumbs up. That really does help. Um I hope I um said everybody's name that was in the chat. Did I miss anybody in the chat? Will or anybody else? I think that we can I think we got everybody. I think that we said uh, everybody's name at least that's what i really try to do um we had a lot of uh watching a lot of people watching we had um a lot of thumbs up we appreciate that yeah. and we also are getting a lot of see hold on let me see if i can go here real quick if we go to paratalk.org that is our audio that we put up there and right now we have almost 25,000 downloads uh, that you guys are downloading. We got a lot of people that are following. We really appreciate you. Yes, uh, that, we do. Uh, and, and if you just search for PPG Grandpa's Paramotor Podcast, it's everywhere. So I only know what's on the, the uh, paratalk.org, the downloads. I don't know about the rest of the uh, rest of the world. I have no idea how many people have downloaded this stuff, but it seems to be a lot. And we really appreciate you guys. Um, and yep. any, anything else before we head on out, guys? Any, uh, where's the wisdom, Will, Jade, Linda? Well, Monday, Monday uh, next Monday, I got it on my calendar. We got Colin Hubbard supposed to be in the house. Okay. So I always, you know, on Fridays, whatever, I always like, like, you know, I do, I mess them and remind them, hey, Monday's coming up, whatever. So, yeah. So, we got him on board. Good. Another guest. Awesome. Yeah. 
Will or Jade, any uh, words to wisdom before we head on out? Nope, just fly safe. Oh, dang it. You took mine. Now no, you took that's mine. mine. No, that's mine. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's mine. Oh, well, fly safe. Have fun. Thanks, so, Will Fry. <laughs> Will Fry. Thank you. Will Fry. Will Fry. What does Robert always say? If I don't see on the air, I'll see you in the air. He always says spiritlightingtalk.com. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Robert's ears are probably ringing. Somebody's talking about me. Did you teach him to talk that way, Linda? Uh, no, actually, I think he did that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where that came from. Not from me. No, no, not from me. I might have. Probably, yeah. What are you waving out there, Walter? You're just like, you're just like all over the screen tonight. He cray cray. What are those? I don't know, but I'm going to turn this off so uh, people okay. that are listening to us in the future are, are, are um, you know, don't have to listen yeah. to this. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. thank you very much for listening. Uh, subscribe if you haven't, and we'll see you tomorrow and Wednesday and Thursday. All right. Thanks, Chatter. Good night.